on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, doesn't know. Headshot, case closed. What's up, guys? It's Andy Brisella, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we got a full-length show. Uh, got a full crew here. We're going to give you some good content. I want to remind you before we get started that we don't run ads on the show. Uh, we work entirely off word of mouth, which is what I prefer to do. That way, if I deliver some content, if our guests deliver some content that makes you think, if it makes you laugh, if it makes you have a new perspective on things, share the show. That's all we ask. That's the fee. So uh, this is going to be a show you're going to want to share uh, and I know I say that every show, but that's because our shit is fire and it's just what it is. So, um, as always, I got my brother here. What's going on, everybody? What's up, dude? How you doing? How are you? How was that chest workout? I was good. Actually, you know, yeah. DJ, I don't know if you know this, but he cheated on you today. Yeah. And he said he really liked it because he didn't have to move the pins lower to do the lighter weight oh, for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 I also didn't have to wait around for him to get off his phone. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. smoke, son. <laughs> that smoke. Oh, yeah. now, listen, I might be 100 pounds lighter, but I can still move it. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Shit, you ain't a hundred pounds lighter. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. What, what do you bro, weigh? Something? 295. 295. Close to a hundred. It's the same shit. What are you? Bro, you're, bro, no. you're like 270. Oh, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. No. 233, 234. Bro, you max. weigh more than me. <laughs> you want to take that bet? <laughs> Who wants it? Are you All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. This is a show I've been looking forward to doing for a long time. Uh, we have a very special guest here in this show, Officer Brandon Tatum. Uh, you guys know him as Officer Tatum on Instagram. Uh, he's also a big influence on YouTube. Uh, dude, thanks for so much for coming up and making this trip. Man. Hey, my pleasure, man. And, and thanks for having me. I'm, I'm blown away by being here, man. Well, thank you, man. It's, uh, it's something that, you know, I've been following your content, following your message for a long time and everything that you're doing. Uh, and dude, you're just a voice that the people need to hear. And so I'm trying to really bring voices on that understand what's going on in America right now and are committed to actually taking action. Because as we talked about uh, before the show started, you know, I believe our biggest problem right here that we have going on is really just apathy. I think we've had um, a lot of cultural attacks on what America is and what it should be and what it traditionally has been. And it's been made to seem like it's a, an oppressive place, a bad place. And I believe that that's all bullshit. I don't see it that way. Uh, but the reason that I feel like we are in this place is because a lot of us um, have been out in the real world attacking, building, trying to contribute to the actual economy and what's going on in real life. And we've forgotten about how important it is to fertilize the soil of America, so to speak. You know, yeah, no, I, I agree a thousand percent, man. You know, the, the stuff that I see out here today is out of control, man. People hating this country. It's the best country on planet Earth. You can be whatever you want to be if you work hard enough and quit being soft. You know, so I, I wish that that message would resonate with mm -hmm. some of these, you know, crazy. I don't want to say that uh, crazy people on the left. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I like to call yeah. crazy people on the left. Hopefully it resonate one day and, and, and they'll start waking up or we're going to have to make them wake up. Yeah. For sure. You know, and you can feel free to call them anything you want. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're good. I, the show is real. Well, you know, as you know, what, yeah. you know what I like about uh, about Brandon, though, is that he always keeps it real. There's no divisiveness in what he talks about. And so one of the biggest problems that I see going on right now 
And I'm going to get into your story here in just a second. But I, I had to talk. I talked with John Burke uh, yesterday on his show, uh, which we had a great conversation. One of the biggest things that, that we're running into now is that a lot of conservative side people are now playing the same games that we were having with the left for so long. And I understand, right? Like we got to smack back a little bit uh, to get them to understand, you know, the vote with the dollars, the cancel culture. I don't believe in any of that shit. And being divisive isn't going to help bring America back. Right. You know, and that's one thing I've always appreciated about how you approach things. Yeah. I like to just keep it real. You know, you keep it real. We get united through truth. Yeah. You know, not, not our differences, but the truth. If, if people want to know the truth, then we'll come together. If not, then, you know, they can be separated on their little island. But the biggest thing is just keeping it real, you know, being authentic and telling the truth. Bro, I believe that too, man. Like we've gotten, we've got off track with America when we started concerning ourselves with how certain people react to the truth, right? Like we start bending messages and making them more politically correct and less factual because we're concerned that someone may be offended or they might have a bad reaction. Guys, um, we need to get back as a culture to say, hey, this is the way it is. And then however you react, that's on you. You got some work to do to fix that. You know, right. It's like my dad, man. My dad didn't care how I reacted. You know yeah, that's right. Dude. <laughs> you're going to do what I told you to do. Yeah, right. You're going you're going to you know, you're going to follow these rules in this house. So you're going to it's going to be consequences. My feelings didn't matter. That's you know? right. Ain't nobody care about your feelings. You know, that, that it's not going to you know, I mean, you could care about somebody's feelings to a certain degree. It's no, not no, going to no. trump the truth. It's not going to trump success and working hard. Your feelings is secondary. You know, and, and I wish that they would teach that in the, in the schools. I wish they would teach those things, you know, even in sports, man. Now yeah. they're starting to cower in sports and everybody get a trophy and everybody's winning. And it's like when I was growing up, it wasn't like that. If no. you don't work hard, you ain't going to play. No. If you if you you know, what I'm saying you don't do the things you need to do. You're not going to succeed. You're going to be a loser and uh, nobody wants to be a loser. Yeah. Well, it's easier. It's easier to understand that, I think, for us than it is for the for the the, the generation right below us. You know, this 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 ideology has been introduced at such a slow rate that it's hard to perceive unless you've had the whole perspective. Right. Like I've watched it. We talked about 9-11 a couple of days ago uh, with Ian Went and and from 9-11, basically until now, I can I can I've seen this happen. I've watched it happen. You know, it started with the removal of the flag from uh, from our classrooms and the Pledge of Allegiance. Um you know, participation trophies, uh, you know, hate speech, all these things that are made to make the, the, the life experience more inclusive actually handicap our entire generation. And that's what we're dealing with now. You know, in 2015, I started a podcast called the MFCEO project. Um, and one of the things that we, one of the things that we were motivated to do the show, uh, for is because we realized how soft the society was getting and that these kids that were coming up at that time that were 15, 16, 17, 18 years old were not going to be equipped. You know what I'm saying? And now those kids are 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. And guess what? They're not equipped, you know? And so we, as, as adults, um, we got to get our shit together, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. But dude, Let's talk about how where you came from and how how you got here, and then we'll we'll get in we'll get more in depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give you the read the digest version yeah. because uh, <laughs> I'll take the whole podcast talking about that. But yeah. you know, I, I born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas. You know, I was born in the inner city. You know, my mom and dad were separated. 
uh, a unique story about my mom. I mean, by my grandmother, which is why I, I go so hard on this abortion thing is that my grandmother was raped at 12 and that's how she had my mom. Hmm. And so we grew up, you know, a typical family. My daddy was in my life the whole time, mm-hmm. which, which I'm, which I'm very thankful for. I wouldn't be here if it were for having a strong dad. Um, you know, I got in trouble as a youngster. I got jumped in a five deuce Hoover crib when I was a little kid. My cousin, them jumped me and my brother in. I went to, I got arrested at eight years old for smoking marijuana in a vacant house. And, you know, so hanging around my cousins was, they all thugged out, you know, and it kind of sent me down a, a negative path, but my dad helped me turn it around. And so I, I really started getting more passionate about football. And in high school, I was an All-American football player. I was the top player in the nation. I played safety, believe it or not. People look at me now and they're like, you play safety? Yeah, yeah. I, I said that was, the crowd like, bullshit. Yeah, I, I was a little skinnier than, you know, I was, I was like 220. Yeah, I was like 50 pounds lighter. And I played safety. I was All-American. I was a freak athlete. Um, I decided to go to University of Arizona to play football. And it was crazy because I grew up in the inner city. I grew up in all-black school. And so everything that I knew was from a black perspective. So going into the university and moving away from home, you know, my, my ideology started to change. You know, I, I thought that I was going to encounter all these racist white people, you know, trying to hold a brother down and all this other crazy stuff. And it, it, I woke up to being like, you know, it, it's not it's not that way. You know, people, depending on how you react to people, that's how they treat you. And I went from that. You know, my football career didn't go very well. I thought I was going to make it to the league, no doubt. But, you know, I was in the doghouse. I got injured. I had a bad attitude, you know, all of those, the recipe for disaster when it right. comes to athletics and, and being, you know, in favor of coaches. Although at the very end of my career, you know, I uh, I ended up in 2010, I was in the NFL draft. Now, I'm going to go back to 2008. 2008 is when I got saved because, I, I mean, I used to have gold teeth in my mouth. I got young savage tattooed across my stomach. You know, I got my hood on my forearms. And like God really changed me in 2008. I got saved and I started living a different a different lifestyle. But then, you know, at the very end of my career, I didn't play much at the University of Arizona. Uh, I was still in the 2010 NFL draft because I was such a good athlete. I re- I'll never forget this, man. On draft day, they passed on me. Uh, I, I mean, on the draft day, sec- I was in the second day of the draft. They uh, Oakland Raiders was supposed to draft me. They told my agent we threw a party. It was on my birthday. Oh, man. And they passed on me. Dude, and I, I was I was hurt, man. I yeah. was so upset. But God had a plan for me, man. And he led me in a different direction. I ended up becoming a police officer in 2011 which I never thought about being a cop, man. I mean, a long story short, I needed a job. Yeah. And I was like, look, I'm gonna apply for anything that I can. You know, I had a young son at the time. I said, I gotta get it no matter what it is. And so I applied for policing and then they finally called me back and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I know nothing about police officers, you know? I grew up thinking that they were all bad, you know? Yeah, right? Yeah, right. And so I did a ride along with Officer Sean Payne and it blew my mind, man. I, I'm not going to lie to The first time in my life I saw a hero is Sean Payne. Man. We, we went on all kind of calls that was crazy, out of control. I couldn't believe this dude do this every day. And so I said, man, you know, that's what I want to be. I want to be a hero like Sean Payne. I was a cop for six and a half years before I left. I was on the SWAT team. I was a field training officer, general instructor. I was a spokesperson for the police department. So I did everything that I could in six and a half years. And politics kind of got me out of policing, you know, um, I just one day, you know, I got my taxes back. You know, I, I mean, I was looking at my check and all the taxes came out. And I said, man, I need to be more politically involved, man. How, how, how am I paying this much in taxes? How do I vote to not pay this much in taxes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I started looking at candidates. You know, I, I like Barack Obama at first. You know, he was my dude. Um, growing up, you know, I was a Democrat. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how I was influenced. And uh, when he started bashing police is when he lost me. And I said, man, I never support nobody that, that won't stand up for the men and women that wear the uniform. Uh, so that started to change me politically. I went to a Trump rally. 
trying to give a fair fair uh, evaluation, man. Fair shake. Everybody yeah. say that, you know, he a racist and all this stuff. So I'm like, man, let me go see for myself. I'm a grown man. I, I was blown away. I mean, he, he everything he said was things that I believed in. He wasn't, you know, nobody in there was racist and stuff like they said. It was really the protesters who were out of control. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they, they called me a white supremacist when I walked in there. I'm like, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all tripping. <laughs> I'm black now. I'm just trying to get some AC for a minute, y'all. Relax, I'm still on your team. It ain't yeah. that serious. DJ, right now. I thought you were the only black white supremacist. <laughs> right here, right here. Man. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> white power. <laughs> so. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So, oh, you know, man. so that that that's kind of how it transpired that way. And then, you know, I made a video. It went viral. Then I started realizing I had a voice as a police officer. I waited till I was off duty, you know, no uniform. I didn't let people know what the police department I worked for. And I would just go hard on all the things that I was feeling. And all of those videos going viral. Colin Kaepernick came out and I, I, I was just, I mean, the disdain I had for how he represented, how di- disrespected the flag. I don't care nothing about his cause or whatever. You can do that. I mean, it's it's a free country. But when you start disrespecting the country, the national anthem, then we got a problem. And so I just made a video just expressing how I felt. It went mega viral, 70 million views. And then there was a company that uh, wanted me to be the spokesperson for them. And so it started by me saying, look, I'm going to try for one year. I can always be a police officer. I'm certified for three years, even, even if I'm not uh, employed. I went for a year. I met Cannon's Owens. Me and her became really good friends. We started working together at Turning Point, and it just it just spiraled. And then mm-hmm. I started doing my own independent stuff. Now I got my own online website, e-commerce store, and stuff that's like awesome, that. Man. And so that's kind of where all of those things led me to where I'm at now, dude. Just on a business note, I see guys. That's what I talk about when I when, I, when I'm talking about follow your passion. When I'm talking about follow what you're you're going to be naturally better at the things you believe in than the shit you don't want to do. Okay, so I'm just going to touch on that because it's a relevant point. That's a really cool story. Um, dude, when you first came out and, and started getting political, what kind of resistance did you face? Oh, man, people that I grew up with hated me. man. I mean, they came out, oh, this N-word. Look, he trying, he oh, selling, selling soul to the white man. You hate your people. And so from black people that I grew up with, they were, it was a bad reaction, man. Yeah. Some, some people I grew up with was cool, but like, man, it was bad. It was kind of hurtful. It was some people that were like my day one and we used to kick it in high school and we were down, you know, we, we were cool until I came out like that and they turned on me. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, so many more people were inspired by me coming out and being like, oh, I feel the same way. Yeah. And so I got so much more love than I did hate. Absolutely. But there was a lot of people that, you know, that I grew up with, the people that was that I was cool with initially yeah. that kind of turned on me. But at the end of the day, it's like, man, I'd rather, I'd rather be respected by doing what I believe is right than to be loved by people that are fickle. Yeah. You know, these people don't really love me anyway. No. They, I mean, because I, I disagree with some of my homeboys in politics. You know, my best friend, we, we, we differ on politics, but ain't got nothing to do with my loyalty to him as a person That's and right. us as friends. You know, I'll still go to, I'll still throw the hands for him any yeah, day yeah. of the week. <laughs> yeah. You know, but some of these people that come out and they hate you over politics, they, they weren't really your friends in the first place. I like that you took the time to mention that you got much more love, dude. Isn't that interesting how you get, you, you create this new family of people that actually care about you for what you believe and who you are and what you're actually about. Like, dude, for me, that was one of the most freeing things about, uh, about, uh, you know, I, I get asked that question. Uh, how do you deal with the hate? I'm like, dude, you only get hate for the first two days. Right, right, right. right. And then once you stand up and they realize you ain't going nowhere, they shut the fuck up. And you yeah. you attract all these people that end up coming in your life that contribute, 
And not just in personal ways, but in business ways and like work together and collaborations. I mean, dude, you met Candace Owens. You guys yeah. are doing this Blexit and all this other stuff together. Yeah. Um, all from you just saying, you know what? I'm going to say what I think. Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to be honest. I've been like this yeah. since I was a kid. Yeah. You know, my mom used to let me cuss and everything when yeah, I was yeah. a little kid. <laughs> yeah. And so I've been kind of outspoken, but it just made me feel like, you know what, man? I'm just going to tell the truth, man. And I'm just, I'm just going to say what I feel. I mean- my whole thing is that, and, and I'm not trying to resort to violence or nothing, but like the way I grew up is that you can't whip me, so what you gonna do to me? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say what I wanna say yeah. and, and we're gonna go from there. And but it's it's liberating, man, because it's like, well, cause I like I said, I always been like this, but it's liberating to, to see that it affects other people the way it does. Yeah. Cause they like, man, I was thinking the same. You're saying exactly what I've been feeling, you yeah. know, and I see people in public at the airport and they like, man, thank you for what you say, man. Somebody need to speak up and say these things. And it really made me feel like, you know what? God is calling me to continue to say these things, to continue to speak the truth, no matter what. And, and like you said, you get, I got so much more love. You yeah. know, I have millions of people yeah. that are subscribed to my platforms. You're and killing every day it, They just, yeah. they, they love it. They love it. They love it. So if for all the people that's out there worried about losing friends and getting canceled and all this stuff, if you, if you go off of, you know, what you really believe in and you keep it 100, you're going to get way more people that, that support you. And they you. can't cancel you if you don't apologize for the shit that, right. you, that you don't you apologize did, for. Yeah. <laughs> like, guys, do. if you just are like, look, dude, it's real simple. Hey, you actually believe that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. it, dude. Well, and I think the truth, I mean, he, he makes a great point. The, the truth is a very freeing concept. You know, you're not arguing something. You're, you're All you're doing is exemplifying the truth and you're speaking, you're putting a voice to it. And it's hard to, you can't argue the truth. It's a fucking fact. You're just you know? acknowledging People, it. And the screamers and the yellers, and I mean, this has always been the, I mean, you take cancel, take any of the cultures, just deal in facts. If you deal in facts and you don't have anything to worry about, I don't have to fight you on anything. This is the yeah. fucking fact. And, and make sure you know the facts before you start running your mouth because yeah. then you can do it with confidence because I ain't never, I'm never going to, I mean, not unless I'm wrong. Yeah. I ain't never going to apologize for nothing I say. You know, But, people, but if you are wrong, right. you, you see, dude, that's me too, bro. Like if I fuck up, I'm going to say, hey, you know what, guys? I messed that up. I have no problem doing that. But that's a big problem in society yeah. right now, dude. Like these people who voted for this dude and this guy's dismantling the country and they're still yeah. standing by him. Bro, you guys are wrong. You're just yeah. wrong. They, I mean, it's because yeah. pride. Yeah. People have so much Ego. pride. They don't, they don't, yeah, don't want to be wrong. That's yeah. right. People in my family, they don't want to be wrong. Yeah. I'm like, I told you before you did it. Now look at it. Oh, you're so, talking about a dictator. Look, yeah. all these executive orders and all these things that you see going on, the, thing, the very things that you said that you hate, you, you're watching it go on and you don't want to keep it 100. You're wrong. You yeah. made a mistake. You, yeah. you thought this dude was the bad one, and then this dude is worse than what you thought. Yeah. So you, so you, do you still deal with a lot of that in your in your family? Like you have family members that are still. Nah, I mean they they don't come at me sideways or nothing like that. You know, my dad, my dad. You know, I hate to say it, man, but he voted for he voted for Joe Biden. In my opinion, I thought that was a misrepresent misrepresentation of what he believes. Yeah. Not just political stuff. We can differ, but my dad don't even believe in the stuff that he that he supported with Joe Biden. So I was disappointed in that. But it's respectful. You know, my, yeah, yeah, my whole yeah. family was over my house and my son's my son's 11th birthday, my oldest son's birthday. We chopping it up. We talking. Nobody. Politics is secondary. It's, mm, it's, yeah. it's your opinion, my opinion. At the end of the day, we still family. So it's not that big of a deal. I don't have no family that come out against me and say nothing crazy to my face, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother know, discussion. Behind my, my back, they probably yeah. talking mad crazy yeah, about yeah, me. Yeah, but yeah. To my face, they cool. Yeah. What, what do you think it is? Because I, I get a lot of that, too, where it's like, and you hear it all the time, like, like when we talk about the black community, right? Like they say you hear it all the time that the values of the black community are at its nature conservative. Yeah. So why, why, what do you think the the misconception is? Why they align 
Man, or call it something different, right? You have conservative values, but they're calling it liberal. You know, I think I think that I think the 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 trauma of black people in this country from the past have been have matriculated down to newer generations that really don't share the same struggle. Yeah. And so you have a, a, a emotions that are high. And so people love to play on emotions of black people because yeah. I remember when I was in college and I learned about Africana studies and they were talking about lynching and I mean, I felt some type of way. Yeah. I was really, I felt some type of way about that. And so when you pass that down to generations like mine that I, I wouldn't even believe that happened, bro, unless I saw a picture of it because of the way America works now. I mean, no, it's not racism is, is yeah. a dying sport out here. Um, so, but when you, when you put that emotion down, man, people, people still run on it and these politicians play on that emotion. So they, they want to tell you that it's ra- racism is out here rampant. And so people can get all riled up and then you believe in the emotional approach than a yeah. logical approach yeah. and the logical approach in the black community is that I'm going to keep it 100. Like when I was growing up, LGBTQ stuff, I mean, that was no. like, bruh, you, you, I mean, you get bullied <laughs> over that. Nobody was, to pronouns and stuff like, bro, you got to be out of your mind thinking that in the black community that they observing your pronouns and transgender and all that stuff. That just wasn't the case. Paying taxes. Nobody I know wanted to pay taxes, <laughs> yeah. especially the Doughboys. They were doing they, that's exact, they 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 have an entrepreneur spirit. That's right. And 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 not one dope boy I know paying taxes. <laughs> <laughs> like, Most dudes know, end up being the best entrepreneurs there are. Right, yeah. right. And they 100%. still contribute to the hood in, in a hustle, certain way. Hustling <laughs> all right, and they but they not paying taxes and they got a gun. Yeah. So it's right. like <laughs> they don't want to pay taxes and they believe in the Second Amendment. Right, you know what I mean? Right. So. But I don't know. But the emotional side of it, you know, the I feel like the Democratic Party play on emotions and they, they oh, start yeah. telling you racism. We're gonna, and then they started doing. They start legislation that leads mm-hmm. you down a path of dependency. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna give you food stamps and uh, whatever and welfare, uh, welfare, and Section Eight housing? And so yeah. now I'm your baby dad. The government's your baby dad. Yeah, dude. This funny thing is, Andy and I we talked about this a couple of days ago. It's like. It's like fucking Scooby Doo, man. When they pull the mask off the mind, you know what I'm saying? They're telling you it's all these bad dudes. You pull it off. Oh, it's Joe Biden. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, motherfucker, it's Pelosi. It's Pelosi. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's insane, man. It's insane. It's, it's like I don't understand at this point. Functional adults who have access to the internet and stuff nowadays. Yeah. How can you still be deceived yeah. by people telling you a story that's not true? And and this is not necessarily about Democrat or Republicans. It's about the truth. Right. Democrats were the party of slavery. They were the party of Jim Crow. The KKK right. was the military arm of the Democrat Party, just like we see BLM and Antifa. It was the same thing. Segregation, all that stuff was Democrats. Jim when Crow. You, when you talk started about in the Democratic House of Louisiana, right? When you talk about the Civil Rights uh, Movement, the Civil Rights Act, Democrats did not support the Civil Rights not Act. One. They did not. Um, and and you look at all those things, you say, man, just keep it one hundred. Let's 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 be real about what's going on. If you want to talk about racism, you want to talk about prejudice, you want to talk about a, a, a president that's close to racism. I mean, Joe Biden is. Joe Biden did the eulogy of Robert Byrd, who was a former Klan's member. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, Strom Thurmond was one of his mentors. Strom mm-hmm. Thurmond was a racist. Strom Thurmond was against the Civil Rights Act, him and Robert Byrd. So mm-hmm. you talk about all these things, you say, let's just keep it real. We, we don't have to be political, but just keep it real. If you really care about racism, then you wouldn't be supporting these things. Yeah, yeah I think it's hard. I, I, I think, you know, how that happens is, you described it perfectly. You know, they legislate things in, in that make, uh, put a bandaid on situations where people have to become dependent. Right. So in the beginning, people are saying, Oh, well, this is great. I'm getting an extra whatever. But then what happens is all the opportunity outside of that dries up with that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I observe from the outside, you know, here in St. Louis, we have a big problem with this exact type of behavior, which is our city is run by, 
far leftist Democrats who they're not moderate Democrats, you know, that represent anything of America whatsoever. Uh, it's, it's Soros funded type people um, who come in, they make policy to make it harder for the black neighborhoods to progress. Uh, and then they come in every two years and they say, Hey, vote for us. And we're going to fix it. Yeah. You know? And so they try to create the problem so that they can then point at someone else and say, they caught, they cause this problem and we're going to fix it guys. Just one more time. Just vote yeah, for yeah. us one more time. And this time we're going to, we're going to change this time. And dude, I, the cool thing is, is, and I could see this, you know, we have a large uh, black following here on the show. And like w- when, when the black square shit happened, I wouldn't post the black square dude, because yeah. I know what BLM's about because it started here in St. Louis in 2014. Mm-hmm. So I saw them collect all this money and do fucking nothing for anybody. And so I'm not, I'm, when they did that shit, I was like, Hey, look, dude, you know, we had people, you know, remember how pressure it was? Yep. Like everybody, like, dude, we had people calling our headquarters being like, when are you posting the black square? It's like, uh, we're not, yeah. you know? And so I had a lot of my black friends and, and reach out and they're like, bro, what the fuck's that about? You know what I mean? Not like thinking, not understanding what has actually happened. Yeah. And since then, and since we've seen them do the exact same thing again, right? Uh, which is ironic anyway, because they all talk about how they're Marxist. And the number one rule of revolution in Marxism is to kill the rich people right. publicly. Okay. So they went out and bought fucking mansions. Like <laughs> that shows you how much they don't even understand what they're actually repping. And, um, a lot of those guys who messaged me and they were like, Hey dude, uh, I'm not with that. When that happened now they're coming, they've come back around the last few months and they've been like, Holy shit, bro. I fucking get it. And I'm like, and dude, and he's been seeing the same. Cause we, we talk about it. Like, Hey, what's we call it the temperature. What's the temperature? What's the temperature? And dude, it seems like, it seems like the black communities are really starting to understand like, Hey, these, these people are fucking us. Yeah, I hope so, man. It is clear as the noonday sun that these people are doing. I mean, any you can look at any of these inner cities that are just run down, crime yeah. out of control, kids getting shot in the head, uh, laying in the bed because people doing drive-by shootings. They, they, you know, all of these communities are run by these these Democrats, man. Yeah. And and I don't want it to be about party, no. but you cannot deny that the policies of the Democrats are the ones that are that are that are causing these communities to go downhill fast, and then they keep voting for the same doggone people. Black Lives Matter was a big one. Like that square. I mean, that wasn't an issue to me. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. screw you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not putting a square. I, even if I believed in it, I'm no. not going to put a square because everybody doing it. Yeah. That, that ain't, they no, ain't. I don't do that either. But, <laughs> but from a corporate standpoint yeah. with our companies, True. like it was a different thing, right? Yeah. Like we, there was so much pressure for every company to do it. And dude, I just got on my story. I'm like, hey dude, um, I'm not doing it. You know what I'm saying? And not only am I not doing it, I've listed off the reasons why I'm not doing it. And I listed off the, cause like, dude, people were like, people were calling us racist and this and that. And they were saying, oh, all our athletes are going to leave the, look, dude, all of our athletes know what the fuck we're about. We're about fucking America. We're one of the most diverse companies in the fucking country. You know what I'm saying? Like to come at people over these causes and this culture of like, if you don't agree and do what I say, we're going to crush you. Like that shit is going to blow up in their face. Right. It really is. Because right now the temperature of, of patriotism is it's starting to simmer, dude. I can feel it. 
Yeah, more and more people need to stand up like you did, man, and, and like your companies and just stand up and fight against this. It's coercion. Yeah. I, I went to the University of Arizona. We had a meeting with their r- racial inclusion team or what is some stupid thing they didn't create it at the University of Arizona. We were yeah. talking to them. And basically what we got out of the conversation, me and a couple of my friends, is that they were coerced by BLM to to support all this stuff. When, yeah. the, when the administration knew that they weren't about nothing. Right. They haven't given money to nobody. Right. Michael Brown family. I mean, you could go down the list. That's what I'm saying. The yeah. they, they, and they making bank. Yeah. And you know, I'm a business-minded person. I'm an entrepreneur. I know yeah. how this stuff works. Yeah. I'm watching them yeah. leverage the dead bodies of black people, leverage that to make money, and then they out here living a, living, living a big life, supporting political candidates. Yeah. And Black kids are getting shot in the head in Chicago, and they won't even put they won't even put the name on the Do- Instagram. Dozens a weekend, a, we- a they, fucking weekend. They won't put the name on the Instagram. Dude. They won't even mention it. They won't even do a story. They act like it didn't happen. It makes me so furious that people still support that organization. Yeah, and they just completely don't care about black lives. I mean, it was a beautiful thing that they did, though, and that like that was the smart thing that they did about it. And I'm referring to BLM is because they made that statement, which. Everybody can agree with the statement. Yeah. They made it into a fucking organization. And then that's, it was so divisive, but at the same time, very genius on their end. Good job, guys. But I think, like we said, people are waking up to that. People are seeing that. That is complete bullshit. Yeah. And that was the biggest, like, thing for, for I mean, both that of That was us. a hard time for me, dude. Yeah. Like, that was not an easy thing for me to stand up and say, hey, fuck you. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Because the attacks that I got were bad. Yeah. Like, they were, and it wasn't. They were attacking me for something that I wasn't. I knew I wasn't. Right. So it, it, he he was with me every day. Yeah. I mean, dude, it fucking wore me out. But I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't bend over, bro. I'm gonna stand where I stand. And if 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 it crushes me, it crushes me. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, we need more people who actually give a shit in this country. You know, yeah. who care about those communities uh, and actually want to put policy in place to fix them. Not and we're talking about you know spending what is it would you say it was three point something trillion dollars on infrastructure yeah okay where where's that money going oh it's gonna go right back in their pockets that's and right they, and that's I mean they're not like this do you is know a, how much you could do for three trillion dollars right. in America for the inner city communities uh, three trillion we just spent for twenty years we spent two trillion on a war that's what I'm saying over in the sandbox like you could fix every motherfucking city in this country for that much money and 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 we will see. Zero difference, except it's going to cost you and you and you and me more money. Right. Now, I think these 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 conversations. This is this is a this is a real world America here. It's oh, not yeah. a black white issue. No, this is a fucking criminal issue. Those people are fucking criminals. Oh, calculated no shit, dude. That's why everybody keeps saying impeach Biden. I'm like, you motherfuckers are using the wrong word. Yeah, like, no, no, yeah. no, that's right. That's real. And you got to, yeah. you know, this is, this is an understanding though. This is a fundamental issue that, that rains down across our that, entire that's just fucking my extremism country. talking. Well, <laughs> that's what happens when you're a racist <laughs> and a domestic terrorist. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, you know, you have to think like you start dismantling our children from the inside out, taking God out of schools, taking the flag out of schools, taking the things that you should be proud of that we were proud of and we were raised with when we were children. And you start removing that, you know, at the entry Bro, level, these people call God sky daddy. That's what yeah. they say. They say, pray, go pray to your sky daddy. Well, we need a little more sky daddy in the world. So, yeah. but the thing being is like, you know, if we start dismantling our education, which is what they're doing now, by you know, basically forcing masks on children, they're going to create, it's a whole nother diversion. But anyway, we need to take that money and start investing in our education for these children and in, in the inner city schools and the platforms for the inner city uh, education. When you start looking at ancillary events, like our lift for life program that we have, like 
we have to, and it's not just in the inner city. This is our school system as a whole. They are fucking robbing our children. There's no question. And we're allowing it. Yeah. And this is what America is at the fundamental level at a success rate. It is not a black white issue. This is our fucking children and our future issue. Dude, look to, to judge someone on their skin color to me it, it is the most primitive fucking thing you could ever do. Like, Think how primitive your brain has to be to look at someone who has a different skin tone or a, a they come from a different country or whatever. They look different than you in any way. And to think, man, I'm better than that person. Because yeah. of, like, or I don't like that person because of that. Like, dude, it's not, it's, it's not a real thing. Like, it, do, do I now before you fucking blast me, let's hear the fucking <laughs> context. There's plenty of racist shit bags out there. Okay. Both sides. One of them in the fucking White House right now. One's in the White House right now. Fuck, bro. You think... (laughs) Dude, there's plenty of shitty people. Right. But that does not reflect the the majority of the people in this country. And one of the things that I've been speaking about consistently uh, as of late is that we, we in America, guys, like, okay, let's take the LGBTQ stuff, all right? We brought that up. I am all for freedom of your lifestyle. Like, dude, I'm a pro freedom person. And we may differ a few on a few points because of that. Like, I am a person who believes that people should be able to choose the things that they want to live and then they can deal with the consequences of them. I'm that's where I stand. So when when we have a situation where the government is literally coming in and legislating every single choice that we have about everything, guys. You have to understand that not only are we not a free country, but that's going to get tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter until there's no room to breathe. These people don't let up power. They don't give up. They're not going to come around. We took the power to have this country. We didn't. Nobody gave it to us. Like England didn't say, hey, guys, here's a here's a country for you. Take your 13 colleagues. Just go ahead. We had to say, hey, no, uh, fuck you. Yeah, we're not paying you shit. This is our shit now. And fuck off. And you know what? That's what needs to happen again. It's the truth, but not in a violent way. It needs to happen in an active way. Parents of children need to go to the school meetings. People who are concerned about the policy in their city should go to the civic meetings. Make your voice heard. You guys would be surprised how many other people believe the shit that you believe, but are just afraid to be the only one there. So if you go, and what I saw was cool recently was uh, some guys went to a civic meeting and they told everybody to wear yellow to, so like they would know who was with who. And it was like 200 yellow people and like, <laughs> and like two other people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a different color. Sorry, Syed. <laughs> Bro, everything's racist if you don't like it. Well, that's, listen, that's the it's a, rule. It's a great offensive strategy. Yeah, yeah. that's the rule. If, you, if, you, if they don't like it, it's racist. It doesn't matter if it's actually racist. Right. It's just a thing. And also to the people who are afraid to stand up, you have to go back to that saying of we all heard growing up sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt. You know what I'm saying? We got to be tougher than that. We got to be stronger than that. We can't cower to that. I was going to ask you when you were telling that story about uh, being outspoken. Did you ever have your ass kicked? Oh, yeah. Okay, me too. <laughs> now, now, I got my ass beat a whole lot. You know why? Because I do have a big mouth. All right. And you know what I learned? 
I learned to get my ass beat wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I continue to talk. Yeah, it's, right? wor- it's worth talking. That's know? right, bro. It ain't, gonna, it ain't gonna hurt you that see, bad. And most of these kids out here, they never got their ass beat. Right. So not only do they not have the discretion to like back off when it's time to back off, but they don't have any fear at all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At least we're conscious of it. But I'll tell you this, it getting your ass kicked is a valuable lesson because it makes you realize it, it's really not that bad for real. Right. Like what's the worst someone's going to do? Oh, you're going to come beat me up. You're going to stab me. I've been stabbed. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to take my business. Fuck. I don't give a shit, dude. I, I like to live out in the country by myself anyway. Like you can't, you fuck you. I don't care. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, there's a, there's a perspective shift though, that, that, my soul's not for sale, dude. Well, and I, I think know? that that's when you talk about, you know, Brandon talks about, you know, dying on the hill. Like there are things that I'm, you should not back down for. And you should not uh, back down for your children. You should stand for your children. That's, those are hills that they should be non-compromisable. And I will stand for your children. You should stand for my children. And that's something that, you know, when they start negotiating with those chips, that's a really fucking dangerous thing for you as a parent and really as an uncle or as a person of society to really fucking even consider giving in on. And that's where we're at. Like, you know, we're not talking about, um, we're not talking about, uh, you know, some tax breaks. We're not talking about a war overseas. We're talking about a war on our motherfucking kids. Yeah. Dude, I got off track on that point. I just remembered my, my point. Yellow? No, it was the LGBTQ. Okay. I can respect someone who wants to live a certain way. If that's what you, if you want to go be, if you want to be whatever you want to be and you want to have sex and love whoever you want to, I don't have a problem with that. But the problem that we all have as Americans is that we cannot make rules for all of society based around a very tiny minority of people. And if we talk about the LGBTQ community, the trans community is the one that pushes all this crazy shit that we're all like, holy fuck, what? What what is this pronoun? What's this? What's that? I can't even keep up with the shit, dude. Like these guys on TikTok are just making shit up now, (laughs) right? They're literally just making shit up. And like it's it's discredit. If I was a trans person who really believed in that shit, I would even be like, you all need to shut the fuck up because you're discrediting all of us. But we cannot make rules based around statistically one half of 1% of the population of America. We cannot do that. We cannot make our education system based around one half of 1%. They're wanting to, you know, make it seem like that's the normal way to live. That is not the normal way to live. And statistics prove that. History right. I mean, ev- evolution proves that. I yeah. mean, if you believe in any form of evolution or humans evolving at some point, you know, it doesn't match up, right? It no. takes a male and a female to have children. And, and if there was some gene out there that existed at some point, it died out because it, it would not be able to reproduce over time when you when you look at, you know, how people evolve. But, you know, I, I, I'm with you on that. Like, you do you, man. Yeah, like, yeah. if you want to be with another man, I don't care. Yeah. That ain't got nothing. Y'all not paying my bills. You ain't doing nothing for me. I don't care. You can be doing whatever you want to do. Yeah. Whatever you do in your bedroom is your thing. Yeah. Don't force it on me, though. That's it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't, I, don't, I don't need to have a parade down the street and flags waved in my face and having me acknowledge somebody's pronouns. I, I would ne- like the pronoun thing is stupid to me. It's it not is. English language. I agree. You know, I'm not going to defy English language just to just to compensate for your stupidity of going downhill. Like it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and binaries and all kind of stuff. You, AOC, I made a video about her yesterday. She's a complete idiot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> talk, she's saying, what is it? Uh, menstruating people. Yeah. She didn't want to say women. And then she go and say trans men can menstruate and all this. It's like, bruh. You a woman, dude, or you a man? You either got the stuff to do the administrate or you don't. But I don't care what you feel like you are. 
Dude, I was I was watching that tweet that you that I was reading that tweet and like I was I was like trying to connect those dots. Like, dude, I'm a pretty smart motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I couldn't fucking connect them. No. Like, I'm like I'm like getting my notes out. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so uh, trans man menstruate. Like, I'm trying to fucking draw. The, <laughs> this does not make any sense. No. And dude, let me ask you something because I've been wanting to ask Candace this, but you will know you'll know the answer. I think you guys are very similar and you are partners. What, what is it that, um, do you believe that that, so, so my belief on that, on that whole, them pushing this has to do with them, uh, watering down the actual facts. So I think there's an ideology thing going on there and I'm not sure exactly how to say this. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, you know, a man is a fucking man and a woman is a woman. And those are facts. Those are scientific non negotiable facts. When they make us start calling men, women and women, men and all these other things, what they're doing is getting us to compromise the actual facts in our brain. And they're getting us to train our brains to see words now in a different light. And I see that theme with a lot of the the things that they do. For example, where they call um, patriotic people now domestic terrorists, right? Uh, how much of that do you think is, is part of this whole push for, for pronouns and, and, and trans rights? Because like, dude, I don't really care. Like, dude, we have a niece who's trans. I love her. She, her, her, him. I don't, I think she's a him now. I fucking, dude, she, I mean, it's a normal person. Like I love her just like I've always had. It's not like a, she was in trouble to go help. Yeah. Part of the deal. It's what it is. And you know, People say, well, if you're not for pronouns, you're a bigot. That's not true either. And so what, like, to me, like trying to like 10,000 view, 10,000 foot view this, it, it seems like part of the play to confuse and, and, and make the words that we have in the English language fluid where they mean different things to different people. And if we don't, if we have, if that's what our language is, then our language doesn't mean anything anymore. Right. All right. They, they have an agenda and then they manipulate you with words. Yeah. So they have an agenda agenda to destroy the family. They want to destroy the nuclear family because if you don't have a family, the country cannot be strong. And so then they want you to get out delusional about are you really a girl or a boy? Or do you really like men or women? And they want to push more homosexual behavior because that's less structured families. And therefore, they can control you better. Um, they, I mean, they, they do this in a lot of things. Like you look at Planned Parenthood. They use the word Planned Parenthood. It has nothing to do with you planning Parenthood. They're planning to end your Parenthood. Yeah. That's what it, they use Black Lives Matter. It has nothing to do with Black lives. So they, they have an agenda. And then on the front end, they use these confusing words to make them fluid so they can use them against you at any point in time. Racism is not the same that it used to be. Right. Uh, white supremacy is not the same that it used to be. Black no. people can now be white supremacists and yeah. stuff like that. So they, they use these words to confuse you and so they can target you at any moment. Hoping that Just you don't question it. Ho- hoping that you don't question it. Or they get question, quiet. Like, for instance, yeah. they go, women, women's pay, which is the biggest lie on planet Earth, is that women get paid less than men or whatever. Um, you know, I'm saying like, like you can't go to a job and you can pay somebody less because of the gender that's against the law. Yeah. But they create this lie. And, and they, they, they push it out there and then they confuse you because when they want to use the argument of women and pay, they say it's a woman. When they want to use the argument of abortions, then they say menstruating people. And, th- and th- now a woman ain't a woman. Now men can be women. And, and so anytime they want to target you, they'll use different language to really hit you because there's only supposed to be two genders. Right. I mean, that's what science is. However, 
when they're ready to use the gender against you, then they can create five or six genders right. if they if they want to manipulate that because they're quick to say something about women's rights. But I thought there were I thought I thought that's you know that's just a, a ideology. Right. What, what about women and men? What about yeah. trans? What about um, binary and all this other stuff? They've really know? put themselves in a bind with the uh, with the the trans women in women's sports and then also women's rights. Huh? Right. Yeah. How, how is that even possible? I so mean, you're going to take away all the actual women's ability to achieve yeah. and win. But you're for the sake of a, a biological man. Yeah. Right. Like, or you care about black people, but you don't want to elect a black first black governor for California. Oh, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, like, or, or you or you I'm care about you black brought- people, but you support a, another white president. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think yeah. about it, Joe Biden. It, 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 like, how do y'all so white supremacy is destroying America? But you vote for another white. You, you vote for a white man as the president I'm, I'm just on their on their terms. I don't care what color they are, but they the one came up with the rules. Yeah. And you're still doing the same. Dude, over. And not only that, a dude who who put into place the biggest piece of legislation that destroyed the nuclear family for black people in the history of America. Yeah. Right. 1994 crime bill. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you brought that Larry Elder thing up, dude, because I wanted to talk about that. It's disgusting. Uh, oh, fuck, man. It's, it's First of all. I don't care what you think about politics. I don't care if you're conservative or if you're more liberal. If you're far left liberal, I don't want really talk to you. Um, <laughs> that, that's the truth. I, you can't argue with them because they yeah. don't argue in fact yeah. at all. They're a lunatic. And the minute that you say anything that is factual, they just attack you personally. Yeah, they can't Listen, attack what you're saying. They attack who that's says That's right. It. And so if you, let me tell you guys a little secret. If you find yourself in an argument and you feel the need to start going to personal attacks, you've lost the argument. (laughs) You have lost. Okay. So, but dude, Larry Elder, who I've watched on TV for years. And the one thing I've always loved about Larry Elder is he's like a joyful, cheerful, happy, good dude who is always, yes, he's conservative, but he always gives a fair shake to the other side. He's always very reasonable. He's a very like, happy dude and to see that shit that happened to him yesterday bro it just broke my fucking heart man because i could see it on his face because i've been watching him for years that he was it was like it was just pain like on his yeah. face yeah you know disgust yeah you know, humili- and, they tried to humiliate him and and larry elder is not a young dude no i mean larry elder i think he's in his 60s 70s or something like that so well, he looks good larry he looks good larry elder is older and i know larry elder very well i've yeah. been to his house before you know i was on the documentary uncle tom i'm on uncle tom too yeah. and, and obviously he was he uh produced it and larry elder is a great dude larry elder is probably one of the most intelligent people that you that you'll yeah. meet he, he know his stuff he's written books he's a successful businessman i mean you, you can go down a list about larry elder so to see him be treated like that oh, and, and this is this is the crazy thing to me because people love to talk about supporting black men and black entrepreneurship and leaders and they leave out people like larry elder mm-hmm. they leave out people like thomas soul every mm-hmm. time they leave oh, out dude. he's a he is i think he is the most brilliant he, human he on the planet right now. He is. He, he's he's the most brilliant person. He's so logical and, and he has education to, to back he's it up. Ninety something years old. Yeah, and, and we, you know, I wanted to meet him, but you know, he he don't travel much now because yeah. he's, he's he's older. Yeah. He, he's a legend, man. Yeah. But do you go to any of these places? It, it, they they won't even bring him up. You know, Clarence Thomas wasn't even in the Black History Museum, um, in, in D.C. Clarence Thomas wasn't even in the Black History That's Museum. That's crazy. It's asinine My son got a report and he was doing Black History for Black History Month. Yeah. They had all these people out there. They didn't have Clarence Thomas. They didn't have, uh, 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 I, I forget his name now, but uh, he was the neuro, neurosurgeon. 
he was the you know uh, uh, ben, 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 ben Carson. Ben Carson. I couldn't think of his name. So Ben Carson, you know, they didn't they didn't have my son look up Ben Carson. Yeah. It's the, one of the most amazing men in the world ever. Yeah. Not even just black men in the world. And they don't have people like that. They they hate to thrust out black people who think differently. Black men who can think for themselves, who say, "Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to toe the line of the Democrat party. I'm going to think for myself." And in a, a highlight tape of Larry Elder, if anybody haven't seen this, if you want to see somebody just obliterate the lies from leftists, Larry Elder and Dave Rubin we're on a podcast together. And Dave Rubin, when he was still more leftist or libertarian, he confronted uh, Larry Elder about racism in America yeah, and that. about police brutality. And Larry Elder handed him his rear end for about 30 minutes straight. Yeah. And it, it I bet he smiled the whole time, oh, too. And he wasn't, man. He's like, yeah. Well, tell me how that's true. Where's your facts? And I was like, God, who is this dude? This, yeah. uh, this yeah. is when I was, when I thought I was a Democrat yeah. and I heard him all these facts. Police, police facts. Boom, 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 boom. No emotion. Not getting mad. He ain't got to go on an attack. He's sitting back in the chair, you know, sitting back just going, well, where's your facts? Well, no, no, I don't want to hear how you feel. Where did you get that from? Where's your information at? And that's well, why people I being oppressed. Well, how? how? Yeah. What do you mean oppressed? Yeah, like, well, yeah. Give me an example. And, yeah. That's well, a great well, video. Yes. You know, and then Larry Elder just chopped him up. But I, I hate to see them treat him like that. However, that's making him more famous. Oh, yeah. Throw the egg at him. Now he's all over the news everywhere. Now yeah. people can see the true racism. Yes. That go on with these leftists. Yes. The, the white lady was wearing a fucking gorilla mask. With yeah, yeah, I know. What's, what's the- <laughs> now well, that, she's she, afraid of the vid, man. She, like, she punched that other dude in the face. Yeah, she punched one of his security Dude, staff. look, man. L- listen, I said it in the last show. I'm going to say it again. People need to start getting knocked the fuck out. For real, dude. It's just yeah. reality. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I was waiting from that video. I'm like, dude, who's going to punch her in the face? Yeah, yeah. And, the, you know, all the people are saying, you're advocating violence against women. Man, no. Look. She fucking threw an egg at a man. She punched another man in the face. There equality. should be some equality. Yeah, she, no shit. Yeah. She, they want equality. Yeah. They want a woman to be treated like, okay. I, I, and, and I say this, and that's why I try to avoid these situations. I understand. Some people do stuff like this with photo ops. Yeah. I can't do I, I'm not good with that. Yeah. Like, Somebody throw an egg at me, a woman run up on me. Yeah. She gonna go to sleep. Yeah. Just like a man. I <laughs> yeah. don't discriminate. Don't like like this is like me. I'm not gonna go fight Mike Tyson. Yeah. What what, what do, you think you're gonna take it soft on me because I'm not a professional fighter? No. I'm, not finna, I'm not finna swing on Mike Tyson because no. I don't want to take that L. That's it, dude. If you a woman, you better not swing on a man unless no. you're ready to go to work. Yeah. And you ain't finna do throw no eggs on me. Yeah. I, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't raise like that. I like, don't subscribe to that, to that shit where, you know, oh, like. Like, dude, and you're going to take this. Everybody takes everything the wrong way. But like, dude, if you hit another human, you should expect something in return. Yes. Like, be prepared. Yes. You know, like this this whole idea that that you could just abuse men. This is a whole different topic. But yeah, it, that really irritated the fuck out of yeah. me. And yeah. dude, seeing him, I don't know what it was. I don't even know how to describe the face that he was making. But like when he ducked the egg and like the like he kind of tucked in like tight. Dude, it just made me like so sick. It made me sick to yeah, see. It. It, it, it's sad because, man, it's funny because you look at these historical photos and videos it's of very black similar, people identical. who are getting attacked by Democrats. Yes. People forget that you know Democrats that are attacking yeah. people in the, in, in the Jim Crow South. And you see all these, these videos and stuff, the Arkansas girls. And you see it actually playing out today. Candace Owens had a very similar thing. They were bullhorning her face, throwing egg, they threw eggs on her face. No I mean, way. they threw eggs on her body. Where? They put water on it. This was like two years ago. Her and Charlie Kirk was at, was eating dinner somewhere. 
and Antifa ran, ran up on them. And they were throwing water, pouring water on. I, I said, God, Dude. help me. I could not have been there. And, and I, I, I secretly, I wanted to be there. I wish I was Larry Elder Security. Yeah. Because everybody would have been taking naps. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have hit every, <laughs> The lady right there with the thing, she would have took a nap. The dude that ran up, yelling and screaming Dude. at that. He would have took, I, you got to knock these people. Yeah. You got to knock these people out because if you play around with them and, oh, I'm sorry, let them slap you and stuff, no, they, get in, they get emboldened. No, that's right. Them. It's no. like, no, nah, they start they start dropping on the, they yeah. ain't going to run up on you no more. Yeah. Well, I think and, twice. And, and here's the contradiction. Like, here, here's the, the thing with that though, man. It's like, it's like, if as conservatives, if we say that, that message there, we're, we're terrible people, but you have people like Maxine Waters. Oh, yeah. You have people, they say that shit, they've been saying it for the last two Dude, years. Dude, Madonna said she could burn the fucking White House down. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, so, so, so but, these, but, these double but standards. But you're man. a domestic terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. dude. We, we got to stop. We got to stop punking out to these people. Like, I don't care what you think. Knock these people out. I mean, that's just yeah. the way it is. Now, now, not unprovoked. Yeah. Don't run around punching people. No, but stand it. up for yourself. Stand up. Y'all look like, I mean, they just, to me, when I look at it, not, not in the political lens, but to me, they look soft. Yeah. You look scared walking yeah. down the street like a coward. Yeah. Now, I know Larry Elder's not trying to get involved. He's an older man. He got security. Yeah. You, we got to stop looking soft. I see Christians do this, too. Like, the Christians that had the signs up, and people be throwing and punching them and stuff. Bruh, I, I don't do that because you look weak. The Bible doesn't even, the Bible does not call for pacifism. No, it, it, it doesn't. Yeah. It, like, it doesn't. There's it such doesn't. thing as a righteous warrior. It is. Yeah. I mean, look at David. I mean, you know, people like to go to Jesus and they yeah. like think he, he, Jesus had a mission. So it was certain things that he was and wasn't going to do. But you look at the history of the Bible. Mm -hmm. oh, I mean, you look at Dave, King David. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was a warrior mm -hmm. fighting with his bare hands, lions with his bare hands. Mm -hmm. You talk, and this is a, a, a person that's not well known, but somebody introduced me to him. But this guy named Phineas in the Bible, Numbers 25. Phineas, his zealousness for God, people were disrespecting God. He threw a javelin. Through two people, they were having sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. And because they were disrespecting God in the temple, he put a javelin through two people. He was killing people. Yeah. And 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 and, and they were they were mobbing. You know, I, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what Bible people are reading today, but like, and I'm not I'm not asking people to be violent. No. Uh, but what I'm saying is that defend yourself. Yeah. They are going out throwing rocks at people, they throwing urine on people. Bruh, if you knock a few people out defending yourself and not cowering in the corner, they will slow down. Yeah. I ain't never, I've never been approached in public. Yeah. I've well, never that's because you're what, 6'3? Yeah. 250? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I always should be a police officer and, I, and yeah. I'm, I'm with that drama. So yeah. <laughs> I don't have to, yeah. but if you run up on me in public, don't don't think you're going to get an Instagram moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get the Instagram moment. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to put you on Instagram. And they gonna see you with your pants down, <laughs> and I'm running in pockets, looking like your brain is half working. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you on there. You yeah. gonna go viral, messing yeah. with me, yeah. because I'm you as a man. You gotta stand up for yourself, not just verbally, yeah. but physically. People yeah. don't try you. Mm -hmm. People won't try you if you stand up and you and you are you a man of integrity and, and you know and yeah, courage. Yeah. You know, I, that's just my philosophy. Some people may say, Brandon, you shouldn't be violent, whatever. No, no, no. Do you? There's a time for violence. It, it is. Violence there is. is. Always an it, it is. I mean, like when, when, it, when, it, when it starts involving your family, your personal safety, people harassing you, people not knowing their boundaries. This is why we are where we are. Okay. Right. We have passed. We have passively taken the high road as and, and I'm talking about the 80 percent of America, the moderates and the right. The Dude, the, the right gets attacked for being these fucking like racist mob people. That's total bullshit. That's the fucking far left, bro. Look at it. Okay. The truth is 
the eighty percent of America wants to be left the fuck alone, and they want to they want to they want to use the, the 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 fertile soil of America to create opportunities and to build lives and to have an opportunity at success and winning and all of these things. And when we don't when we don't address people encroaching on that by standing firm, we embolden them to take more and more and more. And so this all started with the, you know, the mob mentality on Facebook for since 2015, right? Where it's, I learned this shit the, the hard way on Facebook. I, in 2015, I said something like, you know, about pro-Trump and Hillary. Dude, they had a bot farm on me in 30 seconds. I had 10,000 comments in less than five minutes. And at that time, I didn't even have a big following. Like they just fucking smashed me. And that's what they do. That's what they do. And and dude, and that could be scary, right? Like the normal person doesn't understand that these people use technology to intimidate you. They they have complete warehouses of fake fucking Instagram accounts and Facebook accounts that are intended to bully you. Okay. These aren't real people. These are people who pretend to be real and it's a room full of phones attacking you. Okay. That's what the average person doesn't understand. They also don't understand there's paid instigators online. There's paid people that are paid by you know who to attack you and anybody who thinks like you and me and anybody who thinks like me. And guys, that's the reality. It's 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 a it's a it's a big huge smokescreen show to make you feel alone. And all you have to do to stop it in your own life is to stand up and say, "Nah, no more." Yeah, men need to start being men. That's you it. You know, I, I the women are cool, you know. Women going to do what dude, they do. I think the women are doing more fighting right now than the they, men. I mean, it's it's the way it's always been, man. Men need to step up, man. Yeah. Quit being soft, quit being a chump, quit making excuses, whining all that. Stand up for something, man. Stand up for something or we're going to lose our country yeah. because the way we get our country is men stepping up. Yeah. Men showing up at the school. You know, my son, I remember I remember one year me and my me and my sons, my oldest son's mom were split. She lived in Seattle. And he go to school in Seattle during the school year. Man, I remember, I remember I went to his school and they say in the Pledge of Allegiance to a purple, a purple sign with some kid and scribbled on it. I said, ma'am, why you don't have a flag in your classroom? Do, do, are you against the flag? Like you need to explain this to me because they're saying a pledge of allegiance to a piece of paper. That's not that's not what this country is about. Right. And they and I, because I went down there, because I called the principal and I talked to the teacher. I said, look, I'll buy the flag. You need to have a flag in your classroom. She go, well, I'm not. If you buy it, I'll put it in there. She put the flag in there. My son started school this year. I call him on the phone. What, what they telling you at school? What they teaching you? They talking about that Black Lives Matter stuff? Are they talking about racism and stuff? I need to know. Yeah. Because I'm going I'm to pull up. Yeah. I'm going to go up to the school. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to be just talking online. I will go to the school. That's, I ain't got to be violent. That's what has to happen. Right. I mean, but, but we, we just so soft. We, oh, they teaching like the kid that, uh, teacher, take the mask to the boy face. How? And the kids said that they, they, they've been doing it the whole year. Where's your parents at? You, you ain't talking to your kids every day and saying, hey, how they treating you? Are they making you wear a mask? What, is, right. what else are they doing to you? Yeah. What are they talking to you about? Are they talking to you about sex? Yeah. You better be talking to your kids and so you can go up there and defend them or pull them out of school. Yeah, it's about apathy, bro. Like we were talking before the show started. We we, we sat down and we got right into it uh, before, the, before the mics got hot. And we started talking about, you know, why are we here? And I really, I, I really think... You know, technology, the video games, the movies, the instant gratification has created this scenario where parents are no longer engaged really in any part of the raising of their children. 
Now, I don't have kids. And the reason I don't have kids is because I got a lot of shit going on. All right. So I feel like that's a responsible decision for me at this point. I don't understand why. Maybe it's just me, bro, but I don't because I don't have kids, but I don't understand how you couldn't take an interest if you had them. Yeah. If, if you, if you look, if I mean, you gotta well, be a rational person. I mean, unless you, unless like, you bro, I look at these guys well, out here, these employees who they're not my blood. And I worry every single day, bro, about their future. I think what it is, Andy, is there is a reasonable expectation that when I send my child to school, that that, that school is going to be teaching my child. to. Care. Yeah. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, I agree. There is some apathy yeah. right? because there, there was, I forget who I was talking with. There was definitely a change, right? Like I remember. That's just um, like the media, bro. That's yeah. why people buy the media. There's a reasonable so expectation that because I should trust what they're saying. Yeah, dude. Or if you yeah. ask, if you go ask someone, hey, do you believe the news should tell you the truth? They're yeah. all, every single person gonna say yes, of course, absolutely, absolutely. But there, there was a change in education. Like I rem- like I remember. I, I know I'm young, guys, right? But when I was in second grade, that was the last year in St. Louis Public Schools where they stopped the the whoopings, the administrative whoopings, right? Like like you know your, your principal could fucking whoop you. Right, they stopped it in second grade. And I remember my principal; he, he still had. You know it. why they stopped that shit, right? Parents started complaining. They tried to whoop me. I whooped them back. Well, <laughs> yeah, I do remember. I saw a story about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but 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 our parents. We went from a place where you know, if the teacher called home and said that, hey, you know, little Johnny's being a little little, little fucked, little, little fucking asshole. Yeah, the parent will take the side of the teacher. That's how it. That's was. how it was growing up for us. I had that. Yeah. Like, oh, like yeah. dude. I, Shit, dude, I was, we got my trouble teacher told me she's called my mom. I cried. Like, like my mom, I knew she was going to Please don't ass. call mom. Bro, what the fuck you do? That don't was call it. mom. Yeah. You call my mom. Or mom. She at work. She's like, take yeah. oh, Lord. Listen, dude, my mom, our mom was a mom. Like, bro, <laughs> no, she was not doing spanker, baby. Yeah. Dude, she was not, she's listening right now, too. Like, I guarantee you, she's smiling. Like, dude, there was, thank you, mom. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say, man. But, but we moved into a place now where it's like the parents now justify the kids and they don't take up for the teachers. Right. Like, like, no, not my baby. I, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. that, like it happens. So there is apathy on that level too, but there is also a level of trust that we have in these school districts. Yeah. And yeah. that's why we've been so passively out of it is because we're just supposed to be trusting that they're going to do the right things. And we miss when the, the people like the Gabriel Gypes are putting Antifa flags and, and posters of Mao in classrooms. Bro, the we're guy has it. a hammer and sickle tattooed across his chest. You yeah. don't think it'd be a good idea to maybe not hire that motherfucker as a teacher? Right. Like, how do the parents miss that? I, I don't know. Maybe they're too busy. But like every year, I go to my son's school and I, I tour. I, yeah, BTO me. Check, yeah. We check the teachers out. What's going on? I sit in the classroom. Let me. What y'all talking about? How you teaching in here? You know, some sometimes the teachers. You know, I don't like the way they teaching. Yeah. Now I, I'm. I will work within the the, the confines. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say y'all need to remove her because she's not teaching yeah. my son right. But I know where to compensate. But I need to figure y'all out. I go up in the classroom and you talking about uh, racism because my son is is biracial. Yeah. And so people like to lump him and say he's black. He ain't mm-hmm. black. He's biracial. And they want him to fall in the category of you're oppressed. And it's like, no, no, he's not. Yeah. And no teacher better teach. Like, it's going to be a bad day for that <laughs> Bro, teacher. That's going to go to time. <laughs> I, I may not put her to sleep, but you're going you're gonna to have a headache after you hear me lick your butt. <laughs> dude, that's the CRT shit. Yeah. I can't fucking stand it. And, dude, people, people hear me talk as a white dude about CRT. Motherfucker, CRT. Let me tell you something. Do you think it's right to tell a kid of any color, of any color, of any race, that they cannot achieve something in America because of that? Do you think so? Do you? There's nobody fucking listening that thinks that's okay. But yet we have a bunch of white liberal teachers teaching that. 
because they feel fucking guilty. Right. And then they look at us and say, you're against it because you're a racist. No, motherfucker. You are the racist. You're right. the one that thinks black people cannot go get an ID to vote. You're the one that thinks black people are not capable of being self-sustaining and building a career and becoming people who contribute to society in a positive way. You think that. That's why you tell these kids that they can't be shit because we live in this crazy racist society. That's racism in itself. Like, yeah. dude, we have to fucking address this. Like, dude, I cannot imagine my kid growing up. Actually, I can, dude. Actually, I can. I was told by my high school guidance counselor that I wasn't going to be shit. I was told fucking, bro, you, you're, this is his exact quote. Those schools that you want to go to are not cream of the crop or cream of the, they're cream of the crop and you're not. And that's what he told me. And you know what? I took that shit, I swallowed it, and I got pissed off, and I went and made something out of myself. But not everybody does that. Not everybody has that fire, dude. Not everybody has the ability. Like, dude, these teachers are people that these kids trust, and they're being told one of two things. If they're white, they're being told that, well, you're racist because you're white, which is bullshit. And if they're black, they're saying you're handicapped because you're black, which is bullshit. And, like, dude, we as America, listen, we've got to get over this race shit, dude. We got to get over it because, dude, I'm telling you right now, we're the only country on the face of the earth that when shit hits the fan, it ain't going to be one race that they come at. It's going to be all of us. It's going to be white Americans, black Americans, Asian Americans, gay Americans, trans Americans, <laughs> yeah. and all of the Americans. It's it, like this division that we have is only present because we fucking do it ourselves. Like, dude, I'm just ready, man. I'm ready for America to be America, dude. Like the America that we grew up in. You know what I'm saying? We're like, fuck, I don't know. I'm just pissed off. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I, 100%. Racism racism is on life support, man. People yeah. just keep reinvigorating racism. Or they make up racism where it's not present. Yeah. Um, you know, Thomas Sowell wrote a really a really good book about discrimination and disparities. Yeah. I mean, just because there are disparities are, doesn't mean that there's discrimination. Correct. Just because there's disparities don't mean there's racism. Just because in this community, black kids are not achieving, that has nothing to do with race. How about your parents? Take the responsibility of helping your kids when they get home. Fixing the school system. Like you said, Dude, it's been trillions real. of dollars of That's doing all this. That's what I'm saying. Like, if we're going to fix shit, let's fix shit. Right. Let's, right. let's stop pretending to fix shit so that we can fucking raise money and then go spend it on some... Nancy Pelosi flies back and forth twice a week from Washington, D.C. at the tune of 200 grand a flight. Like, yeah. dude, what the fuck? I know. And, and, and the, the funny thing is that we got to understand, or not the funny thing is that we do have to understand that it's a facade. They don't want to fix it. No. Don't no. let them lie That's to you. Rich. Don't let them lie to you. I mean, look, look they, they, can, they, can, they can put the military right there at, at, in D.C. and protect the duly elected president. <laughs> they, can, they can do all that, but y'all need to put the military in Chicago. Right. 150 shootings in a weekend. I mean, every weekend. Kids against, I mean, not just the kids, man, grown men, yeah. men who have children, men who some of them may be able to contribute in the future. They getting snuffed out. Yeah. They getting caught up in this, in this dope game. At what point do you go down and say enough is enough? The shooting has to stop. It's like a war zone. There's more people that have died in Chicago. And, and this is the, a statistic that I looked up under Barack Obama's administration. The eight years he was president, more black people died in the inner city in the United States of America than uh, anybody in the military fighting in Afghanistan and Iraq combined. Where the fuck is the parade for that? Where's the fucking, where's the fucking where's the awareness for that? They don't care. 
Bro. Because they need you to kill yourself. They need black people to kill each other. They're not going to talk about it. Black lives matter are not going to talk about it. So then they can keep pitching you this dream. Yeah. That, oh, it's white, it's white supremacy. It's the white boogeyman that's yeah. out here holding you back. No, no, it's you, it's you holding you back. You holding you back. Selling drugs to your own people is holding you back. Killing your own brother is holding you back. Smashing and dashing on the weekend with Tyrone, and, and you got five other baby daddies, that's holding you back. People need to stop. Culture. It's one thing that you say, you say that I love. Take responsibility for your actions. You need to be responsible for the things that you do. In our society today, people don't want to be responsible. That's why this whole abortion conversation is going on. Because people don't want to be responsible. Right. You don't, it, there's no reason to have an abortion. It's no reason to have an abortion. People like to say rape and whatever the case may be. I can see how you can feel that way, but it's still murder. Yeah. My grandmother was raped at 12 years old. She didn't have an abortion. It, it, you don't have to do that. And just because the, the daddy is a piece of crap and probably should go to prison for the rest of his life don't mean the kid got to die over it. Just because you're not ready to, to just because you want to climb the corporate ladder as a woman don't mean the kid got to die over it. Yeah. Just because you and your baby daddy ain't getting along because you weren't married to the dude don't mean the baby got to die over it. People just don't want to take accountability for their actions. Less than 1% are rape and incest. The rest of y'all out here just hoeing it up. <laughs> and then and then you, then you're using it as birth control. Yeah. I don't understand at this point how you could take contraceptive, you could do birth control, you can get an implant, you get yeah. a shot, you can take a pill, you got I the know. morning after pill, you can pull out. I mean, you can, yeah. you got all of these different thing, options that you can do and you're still complaining about abortion in six weeks. Well, that's the thing. No one's talking about the six-week thing. So everybody's acting like it's completely banned. Absolutely. See, I'm a pro-choice yeah. guy, okay? I believe that the Americans that live in this country should be free to make the choices that they want to make. I agree with every single thing you said as my personal belief. Okay. That when I was younger, I was definitely way more liberal in that view. And as I've gotten older, I've realized what you're saying is true. I just don't feel like our government should impose that on either side. And that what you're saying was so, so good because nobody's talking about the six week thing. No one's talking about that. They're talking about what they're actually arguing for there is to kill a fucking fully developed fucking baby. Okay? A day, a day and that's not birth. right. That's yeah. not right. My personal beliefs on abortion is there's situations where someone might want to have an abortion. It's not me for to say, but here's what I'll say. The government shouldn't be paying for that. Our taxes shouldn't be paying for that. That's you for your beliefs, the way you believe, how do you feel about your tax dollars going towards that? Yeah, I mean, it, rather, I think it's murder. So, I, you yeah. know, my whole thing is that it's murder. So no matter what people believe, what they feel like, if unobstructed mm -hmm. at conception, a baby will be born. Mm -hmm. If you don't do nothing, it's going to be born. All of us were born at yeah. conception. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know at what point people just decide that there's a there's a limit of when you are actual human or not. But if you un unimpeded, just like when people plant trees, you know, you, you don't put the seed in the ground and be like, I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. It's, it's an apple tree. Yeah. Even before it come out the ground, it's an apple tree. Even yeah. before it start to produce apples, you know that it's an apple tree. Yeah. If you plant the seed, a male plant the seed in a woman, it's going to be a baby. Yeah. If you unobstructed. So the thing is protecting the unborn. Yeah. Because people are now using this as birth control, man. I mean, you know, they are. You got kids. I mean, yeah. you, you even a late term, like six weeks is a compromise. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'd rather it be a conception. Yeah. But six weeks is a compromise. The heartbeat. Yeah. Six weeks is an understanding. Right. Well, just trying to meet you in the middle, bro. That's yeah. right. How, how, how are you still how are you still debating abortion at six weeks? You like, for instance, if you get raped tonight, you're gonna know you got to, raped. You, you got raped tonight, and you know homeboy didn't use a condom or whatever the case may be, whatever happened to you, you got 
the next day to deal with it. I was a police officer. You take yeah. these reports. Yeah. You get the free exam at the hospital. You get the sex kit. You get the uh, you have opportunity to take the plan B. They do everything they can to help you out in that situation if you've been raped. So you it, most rapes occur like that. You mm-hmm. know, it's rare. I mean, it's, it's, it's rare that it's a reported rape of a pregnancy where a person has been raped and man, manipulated over time for a long period of time. Yeah. But you still, if you get raped, you got six weeks to figure this out. Yeah. Um, if you and no one's saying that. No one's no one's saying that on this on this argument right now. They're all they're saying is Texas is crazy. Texas is, you know, yeah. it's like, hey, uh, no, we just don't think it's okay to kill babies when they're pretty much ready to fucking pop out. Like I mean, they could they they people don't talk about them using the body parts. Dude, they couldn't they, use no, the body don't even, selling body parts. People don't even know that. They don't even know that. Like they think that that shit goes in a med bag and no. in the trash. They, they don't sell even in the body. understand they sell in fetal use, body parts. Yeah. And then they they crush the fetal, like some of the fetal matter, and they put it in in the drugs and yes. uh, 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 vaccines yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. People don't know. It's a money industry. Yes. Listen, it's eugenics. Planned Parenthood. I agree with Ma- that. Margaret Sanger yeah. started it because she didn't want black people reproducing. That's right. And we see in these inner city communities, they don't want, and it's not just black now. I think Planned Parenthood is more of poverty people, people that are undesirable. Yeah. Socioeconomic so, lowest right. class. They, so the poor They're people. trying to keep the poorest people, the people that they deem less worthy from replicating. Right. That's it. Exactly. And yeah. that's and that's pretty much what it is. And then it becomes a big pharma industry, a, a big industry when they sell in the baby parts and people don't understand it. No, that's why they force you to do that. That's yeah. why they want you to have unprotected sex as much as you want, because you're creating more fetal um, sales for them. And I think that there is some dark shit. It's, it, it, it yeah. gets, it, it's pretty dark, man. It's pretty dark. But people don't catch it because they all surface level. They know they know yeah. how many threes LeBron James hit yeah, yeah. and they know what the Kardashians doing, but they're not <laughs> looking into any of this stuff. And the crazy thing to me is the responsibility. People don't want to be held responsible. And I'm going to say this point because I say it every time we talk about the abortion thing, my body, my choice. Well, if, I, I wish that if I would, I would, I would acquiesce to this. I would say it's your body, your choice is if when you had the baby that nobody's responsible for it, but you, yeah. but that's not the way it works. That's right. Because as soon as your mind, body, my choice come out, then that the, the daddy of that baby going to be on child support. He go to prison. Yeah. I mean, so I wish people would take responsibility for their actions. And if you really want it to be your body, your choice, then make it all the way your choice. Don't make society responsible. We're not giving food stamps to you because you're pregnant. That was your choice. Yeah, Why do make, my taxpayer dollars make have to choice a that? little bit earlier? Right. I mean, yeah. like you said, you said, I'm pro-choice. Like people yeah. say, I'm pro-life and I'm pro-choice. Yeah. The choice was in a bedroom. Yeah. Right. You're the one smashing and dashing. Dude, I'll tell you this, bro. You out of all the people, so I've I'm pretty I'm I'm a pr- more libertarian, I think, than conservative. And out of all the people I've heard make, make the argument, you make the best argument for, for pro-life, dude. And I always, always do. It's a, it's a great argument that you yeah. make, you know? Yeah, I, I think there's only one exception when it comes to the abortion is that I was like, okay, I understand it, is if, if the mother's life is in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have that baby, your mom's going to die. In those cases, I can understand it, right? Like, like but I let me, get it. Let me add this. That's not abortion. That's a medical procedure exactly. to preserve life. Exactly. That that has nothing to do with like an abortion. You can't elect that. Exactly. It's a complicated doctor, subject. Right. Man. The doctor exactly. is going to go out exactly. and make sure that he keep you alive and the baby alive as best as he can. And if one has to go, then a the doctor has to make that decision. It's not like you're going to be, they're going to put you under and they're going to wake you up and say, hey, do you want us to make this decision? Right. It's like those are medical life and death decisions. Just like if you get in a Facts. car accident and they have to amputate your leg. You yeah. know, it's life a, over it's limb. A, it's a yeah. medical decision that the doctor is going to make that's not, that has nothing to do with abortion. Yeah. It's a, abortion could be the byproduct of yeah. making a life and death decision, but people like to conflate that one. And it's like, no, that's not, that's, that's really not on the abortion spectrum. 
No, what do you, isn't, it, isn't it ironic that the my body, my choice argument is is now irrelevant for the vaccine? I was just about to say <laughs> that. Right. Dude, well, that's, that's which was housed by the same people. No, I see, yeah. I see that whole situation. I see this whole scenario we're talking about, include, including the vaccines, as a wonderful learning opportunity for all of America. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? I don't like you to tell me what the fuck to do. And you don't like me to tell you what the fuck to do. So how about this? Let's make a deal. I won't tell you what the fuck to do. And you don't tell me what the fuck to do. That's, that's where I'm coming from as like a, as a peacemaker. But I think, but but your argument, bro, that's a good argument. But I think back to Brandon's point though. I mean, it starts with accountability. Oh yeah. That, that, that everything does. But I mean, that equation only makes sense if you're accountable for the actions that you take. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like you, there is a, there is a price to be paid and a repercussions to your fucking actions. And I think where we look at, you know, you always, you know, show me a problem. I'll show you the fucking money trail, right? And you look at media, okay? The media, what media ratings for the last two years have been off the fucking charts. Well, unless you're come? CNN. Well, no, they were they were with well, well they were at the beginning, them, but they yeah. were talking about Trump every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No shit, dude. We get more <laughs> listener, we get more listeners on this show per week than fucking CNN gets. But I mean, because people are searching yeah. for facts, people are searching for truth. Maybe right? I should start making my stories dramatic, like they do, <laughs> like, do some Rachel Maddow. We're all gonna die. <laughs> well, but they prey on the ignorance of yeah. humanity, right? Yeah. I mean, you go back to Planned Parenthood, go back to anything. They play, they play on ignorance, and then and then really try empower not having accountability by taking prisoners or taking people who are offenders, arresting them, letting them back out in the society. We are we are reinforcing a fucking terrible habit. Now we're making a society across general where you're not accountable for your actions. Well, now the media can continue this fucking circle. Unless you stand up for yourself. You stand up for yourself, you go to jail. Well, but I mean, we as a society have to stop tolerating that. I agree. Like we are being played and it starts, I mean, and this is the problem where it all, like, you know, this is a great podcast to listen to. And it's, you know. This is a great podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> t- typically, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit more involved, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it because it really drives me crazy because it starts with self-education and self-accountability. You know, like if you're not willing to educate yourself on the facts and you're not willing to go out and stand up for your children and your children's beliefs and their education, you're not willing to get a little bit uncomfortable standing for those beliefs, then don't fucking don't expect the result. That's yep. accountability, too. Yeah. If you're not willing to fucking get a little bit uncomfortable, then you should be accountable for what happens. Dude, to you. I'm sitting here thinking and, and hearing both of you guys talk about this. And I'm sitting here, you know, this is a primarily an entrepreneur show for the most part. Like, dude, the people listen to this show, they want to win. They want to make money. They want to build shit. Um, here's the thing. These people come at me sometimes. They're like, hey, man, you know, I really, I really don't really care for your political commentary. I'd rather listen to you talk about making money. Well, here's the thing, bro. First of all, if we don't have freedom, you can't make any fucking money. Secondly, um, if you don't have the qualities that these two men have just laid out for you, taking responsibility, becoming self-reliant, uh, understanding the choices you're making ahead of time as re- instead of reacting to them when the result comes, if you don't understand those concepts, you're going to fucking fail in business too. Okay, yeah. so it's very relevant concepts. It's, 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 you know, I look at it when I had my son in college, you know, I had to be accountable for my actions. You know, me and the young lady did the, did what people do to have children. I, you know, as a man, what you is don't that? have a choice. What is that, bro? What, what you guys do? What do you do? I can't Yeah, listeners may turn this into an X-rated show. <laughs> We did it though. All right? <laughs> we did so, it well, fast on the couch, and I was just playing. I'm, just, I'm kidding, but uh, you know, so you know, as a man, you know, I I didn't have no my body my choice moment. It was like, bro, I got to step up. I, I made I made the decision. She's pregnant. 
And it's a whole scenario that happened at Planned Parenthood, which, which, you know, I'll leave for another story. Ended up, she ended up saying she's going to have a baby. Now, of course, I never was, was for uh, abortions, but she, you know, she tried to trick me at the, at the thing. And, and I prayed in the lobby and she ended up coming out of there an hour later. I thought she had an abortion, but she said she couldn't do it. So, which was a blessing, but look, I had to be accountable for my actions. I didn't get a chance to divert and say, oh, no, just have an abortion. It's like, no, I made the decision. I got to I gotta do my part. And I feel like, like you said, that works in business as well. Bro, you make a decision, you got to stand on that, no matter how hard it is. Right, my, work my, through it. My ambitions were secondary to my son. I had to make the decision necessary because I made the decision initially to have a kid and now I got to be responsible. You And it made me a better man. And, and having integrity and being knowledgeable and looking at things in a reality and not necessarily emotionally, it's also good for your business. If you're an emotional dude and you running around, think you're going to have a business, you all emotional and everything hurts your feelings and, and you, you, it's what you feel like. You don't feel like working out today. You don't feel like going hard today. You don't feel like firing that dude that needs to be fired. You, that, that same thing, what we talking about in politics, emotional things is the same thing in business. It, 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 accountability things is the same. And being able business. to identify and delineate between your emotional thinking and your logical thinking. Right. That's a huge skill that a lot of people are lacking right now as well. You know, they, a lot of these people who are, who are for a lot of this crazy shit that's going on with the lockdowns and all, masks and, and mandatory vax and all this crazy shit. Those people are emotionally tied into this. They are not thinking any logic at all. Like they're not thinking things like, well, it's possible that nobody really knows what this medicine is going to do five years from now. They're not thinking that. They're thinking everybody's doing it. It's the morally right thing to do. It's it's good for... See, they tied all this shit in, dude, to, to be like, if I don't do it, I'm hurting you. Yeah. If you don't do it, yep. you're hurting me. Yeah. And so they've used, they've weaponized this shame mm -hmm. on people to where now people have attached their identity to these things in a way where they think they're a morally superior human yeah. for doing so. Ego. The, the, yeah, of course. Ego. Yes. And yeah. these people are cowards. Now, yeah. and I'm just, I, yeah. not everybody, yeah. but the people that I interact with that's so social justice warrior, yeah, yeah. they're cowards. Look, they never had a position in life. They never felt important. They're not bold enough to do nothing courageous. This gives them an opportunity. Fuck yeah. I can put this mask on and now I'm better than you. Now I now I can lift myself up and say, look, I'm, I'm doing something for America. I'm saving lives. And what are you doing? We they saw can, this. They the can now put themselves above you. But but I got, I mean, there's a point to go go back to, you know, having your son in business, the correlation, you know, not only do you have to step up and own that responsibility, you have to step up and own that responsibility in life, especially when it's fucking hard. Like when you want to quit, when you yeah. want to cower, when you want to, dude, that's what separates the good from the great. And that's what creates your opportunity. It's not easy to quit your job as a police officer and go fucking out and start making these oh, videos. Yeah. It's fucking scary. Oh yeah. You know, and those are the defining moments in life where you can start to, to really develop yourself and your set of skills. But when it comes to these moral issues that are real, and this is why I keep going back to children, your fucking kids' education, your kids' fucking lives, the listeners' lives, like you need to stand your goddamn ground. You know, and I won't let like that's you're not going to tread on my shit. You're not going to fuck with my fucking kids. You're not going to fuck with. I don't give a fuck how you feel. Why do you think it is that so many got so many parents like our age are have such problems like standing up for their kids? Because we we have been indoctrinated with the fact that if we don't all get along, then you're the fucking problem. And I got news for you. Life. We're not all going to get along. But there are some basic fucking principles that we need to all adhere to to understand that like we as a as Americans 
have some obligations that we have to fulfill. And if we are not going to always get along based off of the one and two percents, we don't have to be accommodating to everybody. And they don't have to bend the rules so that 99% of the kids get fucked. I if agree. you don't like to be in the environment, then you're the one percent, then get the fuck out. I, and our generation haven't been punched in the mouth enough. That's you know, right. I feel like generation before the wars that we've had, yeah. and strong men having to go, you know, doing all this stuff. Now we're so, I, I want to use the word, but I don't like to cuss, but we so soft nowadays yeah. that it, it's out of control. We, we haven't had a, a real challenge. Right. You ha- Like I tell it's people It's been too time, good for too long. Too good for too long, man. We haven't got punched in the face. We, we, we have never, our, our freedoms have never really been challenged. We've been living too good, cushy, good economy, different things like that. Maybe the housing market crashed or whatever, but, yeah, but uh, it, overall, it wasn't like a real scare. Right. Like when 9-11 happened, that scared the fuck out of every American. It did. Like every American was like, how old are you? 32. Okay. So you're old enough to know at what you remember when it happened. Bro, everybody was scared. I was 22 when that happened. Bro, everybody was like, holy fuck. Like, are they going to, are we being attacked? Like it was instant unity. It was like that. Right. And, and dude, that's because there was real fear. You know, this fake fear shit. Like, look, dude. If you were really afraid of dying from that virus, your fucking ass would be at home. You wouldn't be at Walmart yelling at people about their fucking masks. Right, right. One lady yelled at my wife, and I was like, I'm glad I wasn't there because, I, I, you know, I would have, yeah. that would have been a highlight tape. But, like, a lady came into my wife was pregnant, and she got this mess. She's trying to do a part. But, you know, she's pregnant. She's walking around the store. She got to pull the thing down and breathe, yeah, yeah. man. This lady comes from, she, the lady already checked out walking out the store. The lady comes up to my wife at the checkout. You need to put your mask on. You need to put your mask on. My, 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 you know, my wife don't play that. And yeah. if she wasn't pregnant, she probably <laughs> slapped that lady. Yeah. She like, lady, you better get away from me. Yeah. You, you're so afraid. What you doing in Neiman Market? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. You, you had a fr- on, on a weekend. You, yeah. you, you can order this online. That's you're not it. in the grocery store. Yeah, you, 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 Neiman Market. This, is, this but is not a necessity. <laughs> but again, this is the truth. Yeah. This is the truth. If you were actually afraid... You would not be at Neiman Marcus <laughs> yelling at people for their fucking mask, bro. Right. You would be at home saying, all right, leave that shit on the door, dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where you would be. So, like, all you people out there who are pretending to be scared, we all know you're full of shit. Because if you were really scared, you'd be at home. If I do, listen, if I thought that I was going to catch some shit, let's just say, let's just say, let's say I'm 75 years old and I'm 100 pounds overweight which is rare for a 75-year-old anyway because it usually takes them out before that. I'm probably taking some extra precautions, right? Like, I'm going to say, well, fuck, dude, I don't want to catch that shit because it might get me, you know? Or I'm going to accept the the, the, the the consequences of my decisions like our dad does. My dad's 76 years old. You know what he did? He lost 30 pounds. You know what else he did? He started running again. You know what else he did? He ran four miles for what? Almost 200 days, days straight. Yeah. yeah. At 76 years old. You know why? Because he wanted to protect himself as much as possible. And you know what he does? He accepts the rest of the risk and goes out and lives like a normal human. You know, and we've lost all common sense. And it's not, it, I, I hate to even say it like that. We've lost common sense. No, we've been dictated to new logic without facts that makes no sense. And we're just supposed to take it, you know? And people take it, man. They are. It's still arguing. They at the airport, put, sir. Put your mask up, what, lady. We piled on this airplane for three hours. Dude, we're, we're neck not, to neck in here. We're not doing this someone. <laughs> like, I, I wish that you know. The thing is that let me tell you. Me and my wife, we go to the airport, especially when we land. Like on an airplane, we'll wear it, you know. And then when we drink, we'll we'll take it down or whatever. 
In the airport, we're not wearing it. Yeah. And so we we are, God is my witness, man. Every time I go to the, the Phoenix Sky Harbor and I'm going home from somewhere, I take my man, I'm the only person in the airport. And I'm like, are y'all all just that sheepish? Are you are y'all all just, you know, bound down? If nobody, what are they gonna do? If if everybody said, I'm not wearing it anymore, what are they gonna do? Nothing. If you say, Well, I'm not wearing it on the airplane no more, what are they gonna do? Yeah. They're gonna shut the travel down and they're not gonna let you fly. No, that's billions of dollars of money lost. They're gonna they're gonna take it on the chin. That's how they figured out how to get you back into that fucking Hey, we're gonna see that airline. We're gonna see that real soon. Like the, with the uh today, uh Biden did the mandates for uh all federal employees. Please. Listen, dude, 70% of people are against mandatory vaccines, okay? No matter what they their personal choice was, 70% is against. 80%, according to Yahoo, which is a liberal source, says that those the people who mandate vaccines, those that 80% will not support them in business. And we have businesses out there like, this is committing business suicide. Yeah, it like, is. You can't survive on 20% of the business. What, and then what are you going to do in a year from now? Bro, they got to keep, you got to keep going. Because if you if you back down now, then everything you did in the past was all bull crap. Yeah. So they got to keep going. They got to keep leading it on and say, oh, you need any vaccine. No, you need the booster shot. Yeah. You need to boost the number 16. Yeah. You, you got to keep doing it because if you, at one point you say, I'll oh, give up. All that you did, all this time was a lie. Yeah. You, you sold everybody a lie. Yeah. Like, I they know that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the why billions and billions and yeah, billions and billions of that's dollars. That's why the people on the street aren't giving up too, because they know that how stupid they're going to feel if they do. That's right. And they're not willing to take an L, dude. Like, yeah. hey, look, man, we all going to make bad decisions. And, and here's what I'll say. Anybody on the fence right now about what is actually going on and you're starting to see the light and you're starting to be like, damn, dude, I got kind of, kind of tricked. Hey, that was the point. They're pretty good at tricking people. Mm-hmm. Okay. That doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean... Uh, now, if you keep believing it and go along with it, it does mean you're stupid. But it's real easy to tell your friends and your family and whoever else, you know what? I'm not buying this shit no more. That, that's a commendable thing. Live your life, man. Yeah. Be free. Don't let them hold you. Don't let you hold them hold you back. Herman Cain. I remember Herman Cain. You know, R.I.P. to Herman Cain. But I hung out with him right before he died. Herman Cain said, "Man, I believe in God." And whatever is going to happen to me is going to happen to me. I'm going to live my life. Yeah. And I'm cool with dying yeah. over this because yeah. he had cancer. Yeah. He said, if I die, I'm I'm good. I'm going to meet Jesus. Yeah. He, he was cool with it. You know, and, and like one of my uh, my great grandfather on, you know, my wife's side, he's 80 something years old. He, he's a, he looks like he's in great shape, but he, he's he's cautious. Which is fair. Yeah, yeah. We go over his house. We he don't want to, you know, he don't want to yeah. kiss my wife on the cheek. He he's afraid of it. It's fine. I understand that. Yes. It's fine. Yes. But you don't, you're not gonna force me to do something. Me and my wife had COVID. Yeah. I took it. I mean, I, we I was all hurting. Had it too. I was yeah. hurting, man. Yeah. I was down for a week and I was hurting. My wife, she just lost a, a smell. Yeah. And she was good. We had it, man. I'm not, I'm not gonna live my life in bondage. And then if it worked, I'd be cool. Like if 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 the mask worked and it yeah. was like a real mask and they like had it and it worked, I'd be I'd be fine with that. If they were consistent with social distancing, meaning if you go to a restaurant, they want you to wear a mask at the, even at the table. Yeah. And they were on an airplane, they yeah. social distance you on an airplane where they don't book the whole flight. They only book enough where you could be six feet apart. If they did that, maybe I would be more reasonable with it. It's all bull crap. But I can go in right now and put a shirt up on my face and they go, that's not good enough. This is the same material as my mask. <laughs> what are you talking about? And then it's I'm gonna, actually probably better material. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's a performance shirt. Yeah, this one, this one is uh, more expensive than that. Yeah. Yeah, but, even market is better material. <laughs> but, but but you go, but you go to the you, you go to the restaurant 
And you go up in there and they, oh, sir, put your mask. And you sit at the table for, for two hours or hanging out, or whatever, drinking and laughing and, and nobody in there got a mask on. Can y'all be consistent? Yeah. And and, and, and then it's just, it's just a big lie. Well, because it ain't about science, bro. It, no, it's not. It's control. Yeah. This is about this, dude. This is, this is about control. It's about the suppression of individual identity. It's about separation. It's about keeping people from talking about all the crazy shit they're doing. You know, the reason they don't want us at these concerts or at the bars or at church is because they don't do the seeds of revolution. Uh, the seeds of revolution were sown in taverns. OK, they, these are conversations we would have at dinner or at church or at the and they don't want those conversations happening because what they're doing on the surface level is trying to install in a completely different ideology, which is not American ideology. It's a communist world dictated ideology that we're there, what they're doing, in my opinion, and I, 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 I'm observing this in Australia. I think they're trying to break the people so hard that what, whatever comes after that, they'll accept. Right. So like we lock you up for two, three years in a row, and then we come in with communism, but you get to go to the bar and you get to drink beer. People are going to say, okay, I'm cool with this. And that's what's going on here. And that's what people don't understand. But the problem is with that is that with that concession, you also give all of your opportunity, all of your forward progress making potential. Uh, if you're not already rich, you're never going to be rich. Okay. These are all things that people don't consider. The healthcare system is going to be bad. Supply chain is going to be bad. It's going to be harder for food. And basically we're creating a two class system instead of a three class system, which is the ultra, ultra wealthy, which by the way, I ain't got no dog in this race, motherfuckers, because I'm already over the hump. Okay. I'm worried about the people who aren't. Okay. The people who are, who are right now middle-class America, who's trying as hard as they can to improve and get better and create a better life for their, their kids, which is what America is all about. They're trying to take that from these people and force them into a place in society where there is no forward progress possible. And so that you just become a consumer and a dependent on their system to, to, to basically be no more than what it is in the matrix. Right. I you mean, know? you got to think, man, you know, some of these people in, in a capitalist society that we have, you know, there's people that have more power than the government to a certain degree. Yeah. And they don't like that. Yeah. They want their cronies and all these people that they pay to play. They want them to be at the top of the food chain. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's funny because Elon Musk's girlfriend came out on Instagram. People are not talking about this. I which saw is that. Weird. She came out on like Twitter and made a statement and, and was, it was pretty much saying that AI is going to take over the middle class. You know how you go to McDonald's and they're they not working no more. They got computers. Yeah. They, they're going to create computers to do all of this stuff. And it's going to generate the revenue and you're going to get paid. And this, this is how they're going to trick people. The computers do all the work and make all the money and we'll pay you a dividend or we'll home. pay you a, a, yeah. a, a, a with a universal salary. Yeah. And y'all going to be poor and barely making it in bread lines. And the people at the top, Barack Obama's and all these politicians, Nancy Pelosi, they're going to be ultra rich and they're going to run everything. And Bezos and any anybody that's their partners, they're gonna own everything. And that's what that's the way they want it. They don't want us to be like we were in the founding, where brother, you can be the government. The, I wish people understand this. The government is only here to ensure that no one violates your constitutional rights, to ensure that you observe those freely. They're not here to do nothing else. The government is not here to dictate nothing to you. We have God-given rights that are illustrated and laid out in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. We, all of that stuff is God-given to us. The government is just here to ensure that. They have lost their minds. They don't. We don't work for them. 
The president and all these people just coming up with their own theories. Well, this is what we think is better for the COVID. No, you don't get to tell us, fool. Yeah. We tell you what to do, That's and then right. you make it happen. That's right. We elect you to do it, and if you don't, you're gone. That's, dude. You know, that's spoken like a true domestic terrorist. <laughs> but hey, I, I'm going to give you a real world example of of the bro. I love the, that for real, though. That was it's, that was yeah. It's the truth. It Why can't we truth. see it? We can. It, it, it's just easier not to address it. Right. And there's more rifle purchases for me. Yeah. Well, it's happening now, though. I mean, I was we we're talking about this from working out. You know, you take the Tesla model and you look how it's going to reinvent the entire car car sales model in general. Right. Tesla, you order your car online. They don't have a dealership. They don't go. You don't go look at Teslas. You order it, shows up. There's no car salesman. There's no infrastructure around the car dealer. Right. They have a service station and that's it. That's what you get with Tesla. You look at Ford, GM, all of these companies, they're going to they're going to replicate the same model. They're going to eliminate the car salesman. They're going to completely fucking dismantle that entire class. When you're talking about people who make hundreds of thousands of dollars, they're going to dismantle it and they're going to get rid of it. And it's going to be a digital online model. And they're okay with it. And that's fucked up. You know, something we, cause that's as a company here, we are extremely, extremely invested in creating jobs. Next door is Amazon. We always talk about cards, cubs, like the enemy's next door, motherfucker. Like we're taking out the robots and you know, that community, that, that uh, advancement happens through job creation that fucking takedown happens through job, you know, job advancement. And if they eliminate it, then they don't, they, they eliminate the strength. They yeah, eliminate I, the progression. That's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. And some people are willing to lay down and take it. And that's for convenience. Dude, that's for the convenience. compromise well, that you, you cannot know, give. They're willing to lay down and take it because the government's also going to give them $900 a week to fucking just stay at home and not work at all. Right. And they don't realize they can make a hundred thousand, <laughs> they can make a hundred thousand dollars a week. Yeah. I mean, it, it, not everybody. But maybe that's your passion. Maybe your passion, maybe you have something that you want to discover that can change the world. You could be a billionaire if you could change a billion lives. But under their premise, you ain't going to be not. You're going to be eating out the trash can, bro. They're going to be living on the house. They're going to be in the, the houses on the, they're going to own all the houses on the side of the mountain. And all of your dreams and aspirations, you're doing great things and, and giving to the poor and all that. You can screw, you can screw that down the toilet because they are going to control all the wealth and you're going to be just getting what's left over. It's the same thing with free education. Like people always go, oh, free college. Wait a minute. Have you have you ever have you seen the military? You don't get to go in the military and just say, you know what? I feel like I'm good at this. I'm gonna go do this. No, you take a test, and they just the government decide you're better at this than this. And when you talk about free education, if the government is gonna pay for you to go to college, you're not going. You're not going to Ivy League school. No. You're not going to a prestigious university. You're gonna go where you test and go. You may want to be a doctor. If you don't test to be a doctor, the government is not going to pay for you to, to be a doctor. And, 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 and I'll tell you this, if people don't get it, they don't get it, they don't get it. Places like Michigan and these prestigious universities, when they start giving free education, you're not going to just go to Michigan. You know what they're going to do? The standard for you, to, the academic standard is going to go out of the roof because, because financial differences is not going to help them be prestigious anymore because it's, you, people can price out of that. They're going to raise the, 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 the criteria to get in. And therefore, you can have free college all you want. These big universities, you're gonna, you're not gonna be able to get in there because they have to retain their prestigious um, diplomas. You know, when you get when you get your degree there, it has to have some weight. Yeah, Harvard but still has to mean Harvard. It has to be Harvard. Now, so the government is, can't trick you into thinking that you're gonna somehow get into these universities. They're gonna make it worse for you, man. The government, it, it, I don't understand. We, I think people, what they need to do is go back and read the stories of our founding fathers. They need to go back and read some of the things that they said, the reason why they came up with the constitution, the, you know, some of, some of the great men that went through the struggle to get us to freedom. Well, they're doing everything they can to keep that from happening. Well, they're taking monuments down yeah. and, and statues. Bro, they and tore down Ulysses S. Grant. Ulysses S. Grant, if you guys don't understand how, he was one of the most underrated 
figures in American history. This guy was a general in the Civil War. He, I mean, he is the guy who took the soldiers to free the slaves. Like, this is the dude. Like, he rode horses and fucking chopped people's heads off and shit for this cause. Okay? And they tore a statue down at him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, we have a big problem with not understanding history. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They wanted to. They want to erase it. They don't want you to know who these people are. Yeah. They they, they deem them as racist. They yeah. don't want you to know who they are. And it's a it's a strategic plan. And because our youth don't know our history, they don't know. They don't respect the people. They don't respect people that fought in the Civil War. Yeah. They don't respect people that fought in World War One and all all these different That's a wars. Shame, man. They don't respect them. Yeah. Like, they don't respect people right now in the military. Yeah. I mean, I I like a couple of my friends that I know are Navy SEALs, mm-hmm. and it's like, bro, are you like you cowards are running around with signs protesting and complaining. People are overseas risking their life, dying, losing limbs. Yeah. You know, one of my friends, you know, he got shot 20-some times, fought through it, killed a couple of people in battle. He still, his, his mind is still not right. Yeah. We go over and sacrifice, and y'all complaining. I mean, I, I, I just I'm wish, with you. I wish that every man, every male, to graduate high school, you have to go through a boot camp. Yeah. You have you got to man up. You got to drop your nuts. Yeah. It's too many soft men out here. They don't understand sacrifice. When I was a police officer, like some of these people out here that, that, that criticize me sometimes, it's like, bro, I didn't come from drug dealing and doing all this stuff to being this where I'm at now. I came from an honorable career of serving. The stuff that I've seen as a police officer, most people couldn't see. They can't mm-hmm. handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that I had to do on a day-to-day basis, serving my community. You know, I had to I had to whoop a couple people, man. I had yeah. to pull my gun out on people. Thank God I didn't have to shoot and kill nobody. Yeah. I didn't see people mangled, and I hadn't seen that. When you serve, these are the things that you see. These are the these are the realities of this country. I fight every day when I was a cop. I fight for the community because I believe in the American dream. Yeah, I believe in safety. I believe in all of that stuff. Imagine people going across seas. I, I, this is the story that I think about in my mind every time because. I've never been in this position. Obviously, I'm still alive. Just imagine being in the military in a crucial war and you over on a foreign land and you know this is it for you. You're not going back to see your family. It's over. Yeah. Death is real. Yeah. It's, it's it for you. You're dying right here. And you are hoping that when you die, that these fools in America will appreciate the freedom that you die for. On your deathbed, as you're taking your last breath, you're saying, okay, like I did my part. And people back home are going to be free because of this. I'm talking about before we had real freedom. Yeah, yeah. When we were fighting, when it was a possibility that we could lose it all. Yeah. And people fought on the front lines in a foreign country to do that. And it's like these cowards now, man. They make me want to. They make me want to slap them every time I see when Dude. I'm disrespecting our country and the flag. It make me want to get violent with them. But I won't. For the record, I won't yeah. be violent. Yeah, that's one of the. You know, that's our our dad's biological dad was killed in World War II. He was only 21 years old. Okay, like he never got to see my dad grow up. He never got to meet him. He never got to see my dad do the things that he's done or the family do the things that they've done. He never got to see what what we've done. You know what I'm saying? And, and people say, well, why, why do you why all of a sudden you speaking out? That's why, motherfuckers, because like that kid who never got to see live his life or see his son grow up and be a, a, a contributing member to society in a very positive way or his grandchildren grow up and live their lives or his great grandchildren your your children, he never got to see any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? So when you wonder why I care so much, that's why I care. Because I wouldn't be here without that. Legitimately would not be here without that. So that it makes me think about your story about the abortion. Like I can understand why it's so such a powerful thing for you. 
Oh man, I yeah. look at I look at my son every day, yeah. and I'm like, he was my son when when, when conception happened. Yeah. And the fact, and I, and I, I, you know, it's like 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 men don't have instincts. Like when he was when I found out she was pregnant, you know, I felt like I was connected to my son. I knew he was yeah. my son. Well, I was talking about uh, your 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 what was it? Your grandma? grandma. Your grandma? Oh, my grandmother? Yeah. Who was oh, yeah. raped? Yeah. yeah. You mean, wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. Yeah. We wouldn't be here. I mean, just think about it. my grandma. Would she ain't no soft woman though? I yeah. mean, like it happened to her. She forgave my grandfather. My grandma. My grandma couldn't. Re- she still can't read. Yeah. And, and, and some of it is her fault. You know, she yeah. never really wanted to yeah. go that far to do it. But she grew up in an era where if you're pregnant, you couldn't finish school. Yeah. So my grandmother dropped out when she was 12. Yeah. She couldn't read. She had a hard life. Yeah. She wasn't making excuses like some of these clowns yeah. are. Yeah. She took, she said, look, this happened to me, but I'm going to make the best of it. Yeah. I'm not going to cower in a corner, act like a victim. Right. She gave birth to my mama and my mm-hmm. mama gave birth to me and my brother. We wouldn't be here if my grandmother wanted to make a selfish decision to say, because something bad happened to me, my mama Brenda don't shouldn't have a life. I, I mean, I'm not. I know that I've never been raped, so yeah. I don't know how that feels. But people need to toughen up a little bit, and you're not a freaking victim. Yeah, that happened to you, but that doesn't dictate your future. That's right. You don't have to keep living in that. In that, oh, I was raped by this guy. Oh, I'm so traumatized. You can come. You need to come out of that. Not only that, you have an obligation now to lead people through that. Right. Okay. This, this is my argument against the victim culture, bro. Is that there, there are a lot of bad things that happen. There are a lot of bad things that happen. Maybe when something bad happens to you, you should use it as an example to everybody else about how to not let it wreck you. Right. That's a noble thing. Yeah. You know, and in America, it's become cool because we have Instagram and we have all these, uh, you know, attention-seeking, self-promoting style of communication uh, where people, you know, they get addicted to the likes or the attention and then they just become a forever victim on everything. And dude, to me personally, it's, there's nothing more disgusting in a human than the perpetual victimness. Be a victim, man. Come yeah. out of that. Your, yeah. your goal should be like, I'm, I'm going to show you how, I'm going to show you how you can't stop me. That's right. Whoever did this to me or whatever, you rape me, beat me up, rob me. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you that you don't have no power over me. Yeah. I'm going to show you that what you did will never stop me. It's going to make me better. And I'm going to prevent other people from getting in this situation because of I came out of it. Yeah. You can't help anybody if you're still a victim. Yeah. I had things that happened, like football. Yeah. I mean, it was it, it, it devastated me, man. Yeah. I, football was my life. It devastated me. But I'm not going to sit there and cry about it and, and, and tuck my tail between my legs and go, oh, I should have did this. I should have done I'm going to show you how to make it in spite of. There's a bunch of people ain't going to make it. Yep. And you, you may not make it, but I'm going to show you how to win. Yeah. I'm going to show you that you can still win. You know, to be honest, I'm more successful than a lot of my friends that we play in the NFL. Yep. They come, they looking at me like, bro, what you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you can still make it in spite of uh, uh, setbacks, adversity. Adversity is like, it's like nutrition. You know what I'm saying? The more adversity I get, the more I'm going to grind, the more I'm going to show you. The more, it makes the, you stronger. It, it, it will make you, you, you be, it's like a force field. Yeah. If you don't ever have nothing to happen to you or whatever, like I say, like my, I my feel sorry that, for you. Yeah. You never get punched in the face. The first time you, you get punched and you're like, oh, I'm quitting. I'm going to back down. If you get, if you, if you've been punched a couple of times, you're like, oh, oh yeah, you can hit me. I, I'm, I know how to respond now. Yeah. Yeah, you, you mean you, you you're gonna pay for it if you hit me this time? <laughs> yeah, you know. But well, now, a, now we live in such a little wimp, wimpish, you know. Well, that, that's time. the thing. Now we're also in a time too where it's like not only are people not going through adversity at all, they're making up fake adversity to fucking to fit you know in. What I'm saying like, oh Look man, you, attention, yeah. Randy. You know why I ain't successful? Fucking oppression, man. Yeah, that's why I didn't make it. Like, like, are you kidding me? We're making it up. That's not real stuff. That's, well, that's not real fear, but, man. That's not well, real but problems. The, but that's why the dismantling happens when real when fear does get them. Yeah. Or so the struggle facts. does hit them. So let's they, turn let's turn real quick. 
because we're running, we're getting, we could do this for 10 hours, man. What do we got to do? What can we, we do? Listen, everybody has uh, a course of action in life, right? Not everybody's going to have a podcast. Not everybody's going to be big on social media or some, you know, world renowned fitness person or whatever. But you need to figure out what you're good at. And you need to step up and do what you're capable of doing. You may be a writer. You, you just talk to your neighbor one day. Everybody has something to do. You don't sit back and wait, um, you know, for, for you to make a podcast so they can feel good about themselves. Right. You come out and make a podcast. You yeah. start speaking up. You start doing something about it. You go to your child's school. Don't wait for other people to do something. Any in incremental change or action that you do can cause a great change in the world. I mean, people look at look at me, Candace, and I use the example because I'm really inspired by Candace and me and her around the same age. Who was the person that spoke up that led her to the light? Now, look at how big her influence is. Mm -hmm. How do you know you won't be the person that God uses to wake up that person that could be the next president of the United States of America? Mm -hmm. You, you mm -hmm. do your part. You don't. No part is, is insignificant. Um, do your part. If everybody do something, be bold, be courageous, believe in freedom in this country. I, you know, we'll win in the end. I believe so, man. I, I feel it coming, dude. I can feel the tide turning. You feel that? Oh, I, I feel it. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's just my tide is turning, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, dude, I, no. I, I, I feel it, man. Yeah, I mean, no. it's getting, it's a boiling point. Yeah. So I think, so, so I question myself too, right? Cause like I've been boiling for a long time and I know you have too. All of us have the, but man, I'm seeing people who listen to the show like the, the, the gentleman we talked about on the last show who made the signs, who went around, this, this guy was inspired by the show where we were talking about exactly what you're talking about. Just handle your, handle your neighborhood, right? Handle your problem. What it, like if we all handle our little neighborhoods, guess what? The problem is over. You know, this guy went out, he made some signs and said, we do not discriminate. Saw that. This, this, this. I think I, you might even post it or something. I may he, have. I saw yeah. it. He was going to pay some money. Yeah. Business. Yeah. And dude, so like that guy was a, a listener of the show and he's like, hey man, you know, and, and that's all it takes is a bunch of little guys like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so you might be sitting there thinking I'm insignificant. It doesn't matter. My vote didn't. Cause a lot of people are sitting there thinking, well, fuck dude, my vote didn't matter. So what difference does it make? Well, the difference is. If you don't work now, it ain't ever going to matter again. Right, right. You know, so we we have to we all have to understand that like there's no one, like, dude, if I could come to people's school board and light them the fuck up at every school in America, guess what? I'd be delighted. <laughs> I love it. But I can't. Right. So we got to do that, meaning everybody listening, go out and bro, even if you don't agree with me, even if you don't agree with the things that we're saying, be involved. Because that's your duty as an American. Your duty is to plant some sort of influence into the soil of America so that America can grow and become a place where all people can work together. And that only happens with different ideas, different perspectives, conversation, some sort of compromise. And you guys know I'm big on zero compromise, but not in this scenario, right? You're going to have a way of seeing the world. Madat's going to have a way of seeing the world. Officer Tatum's going to have a, a, a way of seeing the world. DJ's going to have a way of seeing the world. I'm going to have a way. We're going to talk about it, and then we're going to take a course of action about how to move forward together so that we can all win. That's what America's about. And when when we when our democracy doesn't work, it doesn't work because people aren't participating in it. You know, we're not. There's lots of people out there, our age group, right in that 10 year range who have gone out and made millions of dollars, millions of dollars and created jobs and done all these things. But how much have they done for their actual community besides maybe writing a check once in a while? 
We're talking about your voice. We're talking about your ideas. We're talking about your beliefs. Those things need to be heard. And it doesn't have, you don't have to have a, a big podcast or a big social media platform. You don't have to be famous. All you've got to do is get in your car and, and go to the little meeting and say, hey, guys, I, this is what I think. You know, it's, it's that simple. It's that simple. It doesn't, it's not a scary thing. And here's the coolest thing about it. I guarantee you, if you're lacking confidence, if you feel scared about this and you're like, fuck, I don't know if I should do that. The minute you do it, you're going to walk out of there no matter what happens, no matter if people clap or they boo, you're going to walk out there with your head held high saying, hey, I did something. And that's going to make you understand that your voice does matter. So you guys out there listening to this, man, you know, and you're waiting for something to happen. The thing you're waiting for is for you to take some sort of action. All right. So take some action, dude. Get involved. You know, support the people who are who are doing a lot of the, the carrying of the water. You know what I'm saying? Share their content. Get the message out there and realize there's way more of you guys who believe in a reasonable America than there are these extreme people on either side. Okay? So, final thought. The world is shaped by your actions, not your feelings. And when you talk about, you know, taking action, it doesn't have to be massive action. And sitting at home and having an emotional response to something does nobody any good. Doesn't do you any good. And taking that energy and learning to put it into motion is how you make change. And that's both in your life, it's in your relationships, it's in your parenting. You want a better, you want a better uh, ecosystem or a, a, um, an environment to raise your children? We'll take action towards that. Don't bitch about it, be about it. And I think, you know, when you start to really express that in life, you'll start to see your life change. And this emotional uh, in world that we live in, it's we're told it's it's how we feel. It's how we feel. And and I have learned through experience, the world doesn't give a fuck how you feel. It gives a fuck what you do. And be a person that does. And when you can understand that, that you control your destiny 1,000%, you'll start being a person of action. Love it. DJ. I have a, I have a challenge for everybody, man. I, I challenge everybody listening right now. To go get coffee or go have a beer, go have a drink with your fucking next door neighbor. Get back in the community. Go meet your neighbors. Go meet your neighbors to your left. Go meet the neighbors to your right. Go meet the neighbor. Man, across I the yell street. at all my neighbors. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, your neighbors are a little. <laughs> your neighbors are a little weird. Then text uh, me yelling at me about construction traffic when I'm making the whole neighborhood worth a whole bunch more money. <laughs> I but, love you guys, but come on. <laughs> No, but go, go, go talk I'll to your neighbors, I'll have a beer with man. you. Yeah, go have a beer with your neighbors, man. Go go talk to them because I, I think we got to get back into that reality. You got to go step outside of your house. Go to your neighborhood and and and, and just go be, be, let's get back to being normal. Yeah. Go 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 say hi to your neighbors. Officer Tatum. No, I say be the best version of yourself and everything else will work, work its way out. You know, believe in, believe in the things that are in your heart, you know. I have this concept of working hard and, and something you don't love doing is wasting your time. Do what's passionate in your heart. Be the best version of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, you know, accomplish your dreams. You know, one of the biggest things that I do and, and I want everybody to understand is that visualize, man. You know, yeah. like if, if you if you have an idea um, that you want to see come to fruition, visualize it. I sp I'm up all night. My wife get mad at me because I'm up two or three o'clock in the morning. I'm looking at the house I want to live in. I'm looking at the warehouse I want to build. Bro, we got to send them back and forth because yeah. that's what I do at night too. <laughs> all night, man. Yeah, we'll get on a group text. Yeah. All right. I'm just up all night, man, visualizing things that I want to do. And, and I think everybody should do that, man. What are the lifestyle you want to live? I mean, when I was single, I wanted to be married. I visualized being married. 
And, you know, I used to act like I was married when I was I would close my eyes on an airplane and act like I was married. So I'm saying all that to say, be the best version of yourself. Believe in yourself. When you get that done, everything else will work its way out. Well, brother, I really appreciate you coming out on the show, man. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. Uh, and, and I, and I want to say thank you for following your heart. Thank you for following your passion. You're making a huge impact on the world. It's, it's helped me understand a lot of things. It's inspired me, even though this is the first day we actually met. Uh, it's inspired me for a long time, brother. And I really appreciate who you are. Hey, man, my pleasure, man. Thanks uh, for having me on. Man. You're welcome. Brandon, where, where can people follow you at? The I, Officer I, Tatum. If you put The Officer Tatum into any platform, you can, uh, you'll find everything I do. My book, uh, you know, my YouTube channel, my social, YouTube channel social media. Hot for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's doing pretty good. Yeah. You know, I get, you know, I get, they, they, they don't like what I say a lot <laughs> of right. times, but I say it anyway. Yeah. Um, it's your man. first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they get in, they feelings real hard, but it, it doesn't matter because I think I'm, I'm making a huge difference and it's growing. It's almost 2 million I know. Uh, people you. on there. And so I'm very proud of that. Hard work, man. And yeah. you know, I do video two or three videos a day, man, yeah. for years. So, well, I just started on that on that journey, so I'm starting to I'm I'm starting to learn about you too. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, dude, for real, man, thank you so much for coming, for real. Uh, guys, follow this man, listen to his content, support him. He's doing major, major, major carrying of the water to restore America uh, and re- re- revive what American culture is all about. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Uh, don't forget to pay the fee, and we'll see you next time. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed, closed.